It was a ride, I would say, mm. last week. We had the highs, we had the lows, we went through largely the in- entire spectrum of human emotion as we went from just flipping over in Greece and having a great time fighting some of these monkey creatures and these boggards in a hallway to fighting for our actual lives when the Bokkards ambush ambushed us when we tried to rest. But we had broken that wave. And when we last left off last week, after defeating the trail of Bogards who had crashed at the door, I believe it was Dalren actually had taken some of his climbing pythons to attempt to seal <laughs> not just one, closed. but two tiers of doors <laughs> closed, uh, hammering them into the stone floor so that at the very least you would have a lot of advance warning <laughs> because they have to break through a door 20 feet of hallway away from where you have sheltered yourselves in this last chamber with a strange pile of rubble and stone and coin and various shiny bits and this tunnel that looks like it's been started digging into the eastern wall. You would sheltered and you'd rested and you'd started to tend to your woods. And as we pick up here today, well, we're there. We're some time into our shelter. We haven't heard really anything. And we actually. are alive. And we, we are, are alive. alive. The halls underneath Citadel Altarian have had fallen almost completely silent. Where previously you still heard conversation, you heard sounds, this croaking, uh, these creatures moving around, these cultists working whatever machinations they had in the distance, rumbling through the hallways. Perhaps it's just your location. Now sequestered back up in a corner of these basements and far enough away and then no sound really reaches you through several jammed doors, but it's <clears throat> almost utterly silent now. Tyrannus is still prone on the ground, uh, very severely and mortally injured after uh, an attempting to treat himself incident. <laughs> uh, fortunately, you guys had granted him several potions to stop him from dying. No, those were his own potions. Those were his own potions. That's he right. wouldn't take he, them if he, we didn't that, convince him of that it. That he definitely brought back with him. And he, he seems to be coming around a little more at this point. He's left this half-conscious, almost sort of delirious state. And the rest of you, I believe, now are doing largely all right mm-hmm. physically. Mm-hmm. You've been bandaged up. Uh, you've been treated with what magic Rur had left. And how are we continuing? What are the plans? Whew. Well, we're gonna have to take ourselves a bit of a break. Stop for lunch. Yeah. Moments peace, at least. I have to say, near-death experiences make me hungry, and I didn't know that before because I've never had one. This perhaps is definitely. Just, I'm just thinking you should perhaps stay away from doorways unless there's at least one other person between the door and you. I, I agree. You know this strategy that this uh, hill knight over here is talking about. I feel like, first and foremost, strategy, you guys stay away from doorways. Doorways are suspicious. Tyrannus from the ground just kind of motions <laughs> on his Still crawling on his back. I got you. I got you, Tyrannus. I'm so picking up what you're throwing then. down. <laughs> A single near-death experience, and now we are prepared to discuss tactics. <laughs> Fantastic. And I am in the best place to elucidate us on what we should do. 
Well, I don't I know if your tactics had the are... honor of entering Zamara Lictor's office as he looks around the room here. Though it is in a state of disrepair, slightly more than I would have liked. Um, yes, it seems that uh, time has not been kind to it, and certainly the cultists haven't done very well either. Hey, uh, Buford, can I ask you something? Uh, sure, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a whole lot of answers, but, you know, I try my best. I'm, I'm starting to wonder if whether or not you're... You're not what you seem to be, are you? Well, I ain't no half-elf, you know. I, I ain't suggest nothing of the sort. No, what I mean to say is, you know, when I first met you, I, I just had you pegged as a farmer that was kind of down on his luck, but that's not true at all, is it? No, I got a slice of heaven at home. You don't know, and down on your luck, I mean, you wouldn't have a wife, you wouldn't have kids, you'd probably be a eunuch. I don't know what you'd be doing, but... But you have some sort of divine magic. Well, yeah, I, I call my blessings through Ioma That's how I uh, helped you out, you know. She uh, she saw your, I mean, I'll, I'll be at misplaced, you know, valor standing in front of that door... And she, she, you know, I felt it in her. I felt it that you, she would bless you in that time of need. Yes, it does seem if you're blessed to have twice as many priests as I had imagined. I ain't no priest over here. I just, you know, I try and follow the tenets of Ioma Day and she smiles kindly upon me. Look, Buford, quite simply, resume speaks the truth here. We all saw your magic direct healing touch. This is a priestly gift. Uh, the divine in origin, I am certain. I felt it. Well, I, I that's why I followed Omade. She's a, she's a mighty strong leader, but what? I don't I don't know if she'd condone, you know, I, but I just worry about these monkeys, you know, like they're quite worrying. They are quite worrying, but I don't know why they're here if they they don't seem to have a plan around here. I don't know how they got here. If they were just swallowed up by Earth and just spit out over here, they may just be as lost as we are. I kind of feel a little bit bad about it, too. It's why I wanted to spare the two in the other room. I mean, I don't know if they actually really want to hurt us or if they're just scared and we can't communicate with them and they don't know how to get out. Oh, their actions certainly seem quite deliberate. Well, they've been trapped down here for who knows how long, and once they got spit out here, they saw goblins, and, I mean, recently goblins have been a lot more friendly, but back in the day, goblins were really quite a menace, so... They do seem to be trapped, based on this just motions towards the eastern wall, where there's this, this hole and all these broken little bits of picks and literal spoons they've been trying to bore out the dirt here. Well, of course. No, remember, the uh, they came here... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't think you're giving them enough credit. They came here in force, whether by accident or, I don't know, certainly it seems that this area is not, uh, maybe it's a, something of a magical locust that sucks people here every now and then, uh, as, as the ancestors of Breach Hill did. But they came here with some purpose to displace the goblins and came down into these these vaults looking for something. And they brought those creatures. Indeed. Uh, the dragons you had slain up top in the keep. Uh, and one of them collapsed the stairs after they'd already come down here. So that's how they wound up trapped here. They were actively chasing the goblins, attempting to kill them. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not saying that a whole lot of people don't have a whole lot of reason for chasing goblins and killing them. I'm just saying it's an awfully new thing for goblins to be on our side. Well, in deference to Iomidae and to you, since I owe my life to you both, I'll try to be more considerate in the future. I apologize if I offended you in any way. Well, I do appreciate it. I just don't know where to go from here. I just... It's, it's in, I'll, I'll shake. I'll, I'll uh, for sure shake your hand, Miss. I mean, you're you've been a real you've been a real asset to this group, and oh, I couldn't really? have any more respect. But um, Doran, you are a uh, you are a Pagalod, an Elven lore master. Have you heard of such things before? These how did these creatures get here? You have traveled. Oh, it's uh, I. I... To be, to be perfectly honest, uh, maybe it may come back to me, but I've traveled a great deal of the world. Mwangi was right next to Assyria in my homeland. I actually did travel through there, but it was many, many years ago. My mind is a bit clouded from those times. I have my research, of course, but I wasn't studying Mwangi culture. I was certain searching for draconic lore. I certainly have plenty of notes of draconic lore and draconic iconography coming from Mwangi. Um, but I'm afraid, as far as the culture goes, maybe as I grow more exposed to it, uh, I, I, it may come back to me. But at the moment, I'm afraid I can't help. Well, what if these monkeys were, like, on an adventuring party here, and they've got their, like, minions and whatnot, and their dogs, and they go out adventuring, and they just stumble upon something they're not supposed to stumble upon, it sucks them into the earth, they get deposited here... And they see us breaking through it like a week or so later, and they're starving and terrified. Are you trying to say that they were plunged down a thousand feet below to the land of the lost? I don't know how magic works. Do I look like some kind of wizard to you? It is uh, entirely no. possible they were pulled here by accident while on their way to do something else. With then the maybe. forces that they had, it doesn't seem quite like they were prepared to be dropped into the middle of winter. I am not entirely convinced that their arrival here was not of their own volition. Mm. Mm. They seem to have marched near an army. They brought war beasts, they brought forces, commanders, these frogmen, the bargards you call them. Uh, they do seem to hold sway over the lesser creatures, whatever these monkeys. they can't are. have walked here. I mean, do you know how cold it is outside? Certainly they would not have. There's no way they could have arrived here without being spotted. Mm. Even by your humble guards and breacher, certainly a force of that size, even that which we've dispatched so far, would have been visible. Let this me... is indeed a full war band, not some, you know, half-stance half group But we have encountered none of them that seem to have any propensity with magics themselves. Can I propose something, and it's going to sound a little convoluted, but what if whoever brought here had a purpose for them, used it, and then trapped them in himself because he didn't need them anymore? That's possible, I suppose. But I mean, it's... it seems like there's a greater direction behind this, and none of these creatures strike me as leadership material. This answer seems to be more of further questions than any sort of solution, but... A proposed third party just complicates the matters. For now, they're here for whatever reason they may be, and they are our direct problem that we need to... Mm. As am I. I've seen... You ain't no problem, even if you Not accidentally... Not a problem, I'm oh. here for my own reasons. Of course. And so. I've oh, right. seen, so far, no signs of any vaults of storage down here, but 
my family's signet ring may still be waiting, may still be waiting. And I have seen it on none of these cultists. Admittedly, we have had precious little time to search them. Hmm. Well, then maybe we should keep going. Push on and try to do the best we can. Uh, well, of course, we still have the other half of the uh, of the vaults to explore. Uh, and I, I think uh, if we should probably refrain from speculating on the existence of third parties until we find evidence but, they exist. But I like speculating. Speculation does give us something to at least talk about while we're waiting in this room. Speaking of, if it is finally time for us to discuss proper tactics. Uh, please, share your expertise. Resume will get down on the ground and uh, fold her legs Indian style and look at him. I'm just kind of gathering around Tyrion. It's still <laughs> laying prone here. Viciously All wounded. Right, hell my dad, tell us a story. Somewhat bandaged up now. Look, I understand that the group of you come from different backgrounds. You elves, you Dalaran hailing from Osiria of all places. Do we have a priest of the sun? A farmer? I don't even know what to make of half of you. But... Which half? I know that this good, this light in you, it exists. It wants to shine through. But there's precious little room for mercy in battle. Such such acts commonly are folly. Let me explain. There is a cautionary tale during my own education that I was taught by the Marlictors. A tale of He's kind of grits his eyes together and his teeth like he's either focusing or just kind of succumbing to this pain. The... I do not know how much more use I would be in exploring this place, truth be told. But no. Regardless, Lector Terun, Cell Terun, he... And a faction of Hell Knights, an extension of... I believe it was also the Order of the Nail. They were making their way through northern Anduran. I don't know how much you know of the layout of your neighboring countries, but they fell across a group of highwaymen, marauders, bandits of sorts. Lictor Terun, his forces were clearly superior to them. And this was made immediately evident in battle, to which the bandits quickly surrendered. But this was was not a show of good faith. Shortly after surrendering, when the Hell Knights lowered their guard, their weapons sheathed their blades, the bandits took advantage, slaying half a dozen before making their retreat into confusion. You cannot put such faith in your enemies. It is unwise and unsafe. I know what I did in the hall may seem cruel from your perspectives, but war is war. It is different. It brings out the worst in all of us. I only did what was necessary to keep us safe. This is the same I would expect of any of you. While I don't particularly condone the actions you took, I do agree with the response at the time. He didn't drop his weapons. 
the other two did. He was still wall miner. Even a had he, we must balance risk in all situations, especially against those who have already established they mean to cause us harm. We were flanked in that situation. We could not be confident what was behind the door. Left to his own devices, those beings could have regrouped, could have called for reinforcements, and renewed their attack with us pinched between them. That was not a risk I would have taken, armed or otherwise. I guess it's just that none of us were trained to think like that. Speak for yourself. Taking prisoners is a luxury uh, when you're fighting for your lives. Um, We only have, there's only five of us. So if, you know, in in a military action, if you have a rear guard who can look over prisoners, then it makes sense. Um, In this situation, though, um, thankfully we were able to capture two, I suppose, and maybe they'll they'll prove useful, but at the very least, we didn't have to kill them. Uh, but if they are we even do have still to... bound when we return to them. If indeed. We don't know if they, are still, if they will still be there. Although certainly we don't seem to have run into them again. Uh, so, but we'll see, uh, perhaps. Um, although... If they had been found by their allies, it's likely they would have come for the ambush. My thoughts, too, yes. By uh, my accounts, we have slain six of the frogmen. And eight of the monkeys? Yes. Yes. I have to wonder how many they brought along. And whether the rest of them could easily muster a second wave. <clears throat> well, we'll hear them coming at the very least. And if uh, they don't make a move before ready to go, then we'll go and flush them out. Uh, they're fierce fighters, but I think we we know the way they operate at this point. Uh, I doubt they have more surprises left for us. We can at least plan for the way they're going to attack. Directly and with force. Yes, exactly. Seems to be the only things they truly understand. Fortunately for us, our enemies equally lack tactics. So for now, this has worked mostly in our favor. But what they lack in intelligence, they do seem to make up for in brute strength. Those frogmen... They are impressive. We would do well not to underestimate them. Yes, indeed. Um, although we have an advantage in the layout. Uh, if the southern half of the vaults are anything uh, similar to the layout of the northern half, uh, we have the opportunity to approach rooms from multiple sides, uh, much as we learned up here. So I, I think our, our knowledge could come in handy and uh, allow us to clear the remainder of the vaults in a more safe manner than we've If been I were before. to predict... This layout, foreign, outdated as it is, I would expect common chambers, storages, perhaps a vault, on the far end of the hallway where we had entered. I believe this basement may have three wings, not two. Hmm. Hmm. But this is my first time down here as well. I guess we'll just have to see. Since we've cleared the entirety of what appears to be the... Well, there is one door that we haven't checked yet. Uh, we should probably check that before we move oh, further to the, the south. In the other room from here, wasn't it? Yes, indeed. I'm tired of doors. Well, <laughs> there are many doors in this place. I'm tired of Cinder Claus. Mm. Ah. You, you poor thing. We should gather their badges. 
it may come in handy, uh, not only for, uh, it might not only for research purposes, but um, who knows, it may be useful to have badges of our adversaries at some point in the if future. If you attempt to pass yourself off as one of these monkeys, I must su- suggest Buford probably a more suitable candidate. Uh, I have been impressed with Buford's acting in the past, this is true. I am a bit stuffy to pull the role off. You know? Why, thank you. <laughs> It's you're not a, you're not a, you're not such a bad fellow, you say. Perhaps the sun See priest. Is, I'm impressed with people every day. better in size. I don't believe that I would be able to speak there is, any semblance of their language. There is some also, sort of signature coming off of them. Signature? The badges? What do you mean? Are There's, they magical in nature? I think they might be. I felt a very faint signature coming from them. It wasn't very strong, but it was definitely there. And this cult seems to be a bit of a cosmopolitan that, one. Did I, did I tell you the badges were magical? Yeah, yeah you told but we me. Couldn't, we couldn't discern why. We couldn't discern why or what they were. But yeah, I even wrote it down because it was important. Give me one second. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? Doesn't so it? I think there may have been a miscommunication. I don't think the badges are magical. Oh, okay. Doesn't it suck when the PCs remember what you say? Like some of them had some magical things on them, but it wasn't the badges. Made it sound like it was. I may have misspoken. There was, <laughs> was an error in translation near the badges. Retcon! <laughs> Perhaps, Resme, you are putting too much focus on what their beliefs are. After all, if it's supposed to be a symbol of their gods, it's not going to have the same effect as Rur's beliefs or Buddy's... Their evil and violent god. Buddy's conviction. Nevertheless, while I can understand the concern, as Tyrannus has so eloquently put, they're going to be about as sharp as a blunt object. That's the most words I've ever heard you say at one time. He's pretty swell, ain't he? He's got wow. a real way with him. Really You're rolls actually off the tongue. really eloquent. You should talk more often. I'm going to the other corner of the room. It's <laughs> 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 very small. I mean, it's not that small of a room. It's like 20 by 25, so it's... Hey, As he just picks a corner where people aren't and just goes. <laughs> into the this would be the time where you're sorting through the rubble pile. On the yeah, other yeah, side that's, of that's, that's what I'm doing. Picking is... out occasional random coins. Well, Essus does have a point, actually. Uh, they didn't seem too terribly smart. Um, this badge is a symbol of belief, not a symbol of race or tribe. And moreover, um, just given that we've already seen at least two different distinct species as a part of this cult, uh, this may be actually fairly cosmopolitan. We may not have to disguise ourselves as monkey men uh, if we ever should have a need to. Praise be. Um, at the very least, they're small, and it could be good to simply keep them in a bag for now. Keep in mind that while we are underestimating their intelligence be just because they lack tactics, let's not try to outthink a brick wall. Huh? Exactly. I see what you're going for. I missed that one. I'll so you do, of down. course, have the bodies of three boggards here in the chamber with you, all of which would have that same pin, mm-hmm. uh, but otherwise would be very simply equipped. Are they all just the same pin? Like they the- are all identical pins. Yes, they are. They are completely identical pins. Let me take. I want to take a look at their clothing, the things they're wearing. Let's pick them up. 
Um, where, what region does it look like this clothing is from? Like, what's it made of? Uh, it is a large combination of worked and just raw hides uh, and some assortments of scales and bits of various shell. Uh, that looks like they, they look like they've all come from animals that you don't really recognize. They don't look like they're anything you immediately would see from around here. Uh, with the exception of the fact that a lot of the plates they have across their chest or uh, connecting some of the various straps do look similar to the dragon dog, as the goblins called it, that you had slain back upstairs in the keep. Mm, like just uh, their scales? Yeah, just like the, the large plates of almost shell they have running scaled down their back. But unlike the pins, the equipment of the three boggards is diverse. Uh, it looks like it's largely handmade, uh, patched work, possibly that they'd all put them together themselves. Uh, it may be as much a display of trophies as it is uh, protective armor that they wear. That makes sense. Um, just because I haven't done it yet, detect magic. And yeah, detecting magic, you I do not find any kind of a signature across any of the three boggards. None of them appear to have anything remotely magical, nor do you ping anything off in this room at all. Okay. Um, since we're waiting here while uh, the wounded get treated, um, is your shield in decent condition? I could down, try to work it out. Look down, and it's got a really nice just indent in the top of it. I mean, it's functional, but if we could just bend it the other way. Let me see what I can do. <laughs> uh, so are we, uh, what are we doing going forward? You, you'd waited for one 10-minute rest so far you'd healed up uh, you uh, treated each other Tyrannus tried to treat himself didn't go great uh, you can continue tending to his wounds here though mechanically you can't actually treat his wounds for an hour basically just means that the amount of healing he receives from treatment is up to 2d840 up to one treat wounds check hourly so if you want to rest here for a longer period of time to try and get Tyrannus into a little bit of better health you certainly can and uh, while you're waiting, anything else that you want to do that takes mm-hmm. an amount of time, uh, like Rip trying to repair the shield, Quick or if you have anything else that needs to, identified, uh, recuperate my focus point. Yeah, you, you yeah, I'll do that too. yourself and pray, and you just refocus. I'll uh, turn into my brother again. Dalren, go ahead and give me a craft check. Okay, that's gonna be an eighteen. All right, what is, are you trained in craft? I am. So and I have a repair kit. Awesome. Then you will restore 10 hit points to the shield, oh, nice. which I'm almost positive is, is more than it's taken. More than Perfect. it's Wow, you're really handy, Dalren. Oh, pick, pick it up, wandering the world. Uh, and I does does share thanks, and I would uh, give him uh, six hit points back for lay on hands. Oh. There's also a thing that you can do is you can... Lay on hands as, yeah, as a champion, and focus, You, you and can kind of channel <laughs> a much less direct source of divine healing than what Rur can do. But with your lay on hands, you can center this divine energy and effectively lay on hands every 10 minutes and just Ooh. slowly assist by healing six hit points to somebody via your devotion. So you have a lot of things you can you can do here. So if you're going to want to wait an hour to be able to medically treat uh, Tyrannus. Tyrannus again, you would be able to lay on hands five times in that window. Well, he's, you know, he's a shield brother now because he's been he's been helping us a lot here and yeah, I I would see him as a as a strong what is it? A strong 
proponent. Proponent? Proponent? Is that the word for it? It is. That's a good word That's for it. That's the one. <laughs> asset. He's the valuable asset in keeping Iobadai's chosen alive. He gets an honorary pass. Um, that said, while Saren Ray and Asmodeus, not particularly friends, really. Uh, to my recollection, Iomade doesn't actually have any particular problem with I- Asmodeus at all, or no, even uh, like Asmodean worshippers. They're actually worshippers. fairly well, like they have a mutual kind of respect because right. they both have their own moral code. Because they like they're they're it. almost mirrors of each other, yeah. right? Iomade is good, lawful. Mm. Like yeah. you are lawful, good, and Asmodeus is lawful evil. So you are probably the two most strictly, like, yeah. extreme she has a lot of respect. I think she, they have, like, a respect relationship where they understand the other, and they both have the same morals. Of, yeah, like, and they, they and Iomadai knows that, as ridiculous as it may sound, if you, if you haven't put a lot of thought into, like, Pathfinder deities, you can trust Asmodeus. Like, he's not going to lie to you. There are a lot of things he will do that may inconvenience you and you may not agree with, but, like, lie or deceive you is not one of them. That is not on Asmodeus's list of things that he accomplishes. He doesn't so, have to lie to you or break his word to dick you over. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he can work his, his devil stuff regardless. And Iomadai's problem is largely demons more than devils. Mm-hmm. She's also obviously not a huge fan of devils. But, but yeah, I mean, this would be a perfectly reasonable Better the devil you know. So, over the rest of the hour, you could channel this divine potency, and you would actually largely be able to heal what is visible of Tyrannus' wounds. Uh, The injuries he's taken, you'd be able to, over this time, the two of you together, soothe his pain, and with a medicine check... Uh, That's a critical... That's a 19 on the die for a 27. So you'd heal 4d8 additional health to him. <laughs> He's the most healthy now. He, uh, which would also be, a, by your powers combined, you would be able to put him back into a state ready and prepared to fight. All right, so that's all fives. Huh. Okay, well, <laughs> Many that's health. an interesting roll. So yeah, 20 additional health there at the end. Uh, by the end of this hour, nobody is still mechanically wounded Mm -hmm. and uh although you are still showing the wear of battle certainly uh, it's mostly closed it's been reduced to cuts surface level cuts and bruising your pain has been dulled if not removed entirely and the party has largely come back together what you don't get back of course is your magic and any other resource. I think it's just magic, actually. I don't think you really have any other major resources at that point. And some of your rations might be gone. <sighs> but after an hour... I still got hour, my bananas. We're okay. After an hour in this room... We hate it. Good we hate bananas. Done with this room. We don't want to be here anymore. So... You gotta remove the python. Yep. With a little bit of effort and a clank... You can wrench this back out with your climbing gear mm-hmm. from the floor and reopen this door to access the rest of the vaults below Citadel Altarian. Are there any other preparations or anything anyone needs to make mm-hmm. before you head wherever it is you choose to head? I'm putting gonna be... the light back on myself. Um, I'm oh, putting the light mind. back on Dalren. 
believe those are the two people I already have it on, so that's perfect. Okay. And I will be detecting magic as my action for exploration. All right, Dalren, what are you going to be doing? Uh, I will be per- uh, searching. Okay. Uh, shielding. Buddy, shielding. Esvis? Scouting. Scouting. But I'm going to be keeping an extra sharp eye <laughs> on Esvis and Resme, because... They've been they've been on <laughs> in iffy situations recently. Well, to be fair, the one that happened to Espis was entirely not by his choice. Espis, <laughs> I swear to God, if you go getting into trouble again, I I Resume don't even know. Resume went hero mode. Espis got yoinked. Good job, <laughs> Resume. Are... I'm certainly proud of you for holding your ground. But Espis, <laughs> don't even know. I. He's gonna do something. How dare you let them lick you so aggressively? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm guessing you're going to be recalling knowledge. Oh, what a surprise. You guessed correct. So we're back to our original setup here. <laughs> We've got uh, everything back together as we did. We're getting the van. And we are ready to continue our explorations in the under levels of Citadel Altarian. I assume we return back out into the hallway, mm-hmm. opening the door once more into this strange, intermediate kind of lounge area where that big cloth thing abomination this like 10 foot across amalgation of curtains and upholstery is just mashed together now devoid of monkeys yes. but as you leave that hall and make your way here you do of course cross over uh, the corpses that you've left behind two of them right in that same hallway where the boggards had arrived and uh, you pluck the cinder claw pins yeah. from each of them as you pass and looking them over as well just for the sake of thoroughness you don't see anything out of the ordinary about their setup either. Their gear does appear to be a bit lighter. Uh, each of them on their belt bore a sickle and a whip, but they didn't bring anything else to, to battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have much lighter leather armors than the Boggards do. The, they're both much smaller, and they do seem to be a lot less physically powerful, not even just because of their size. Uh, the damage they inflict by flinging these rocks is more due to their precision and their accuracy than just any like raw brute force they've got behind the thing. Right, right. So they're almost, it's almost more decorative. What they're wearing is a lot of fangs and teeth and feathers uh, up along their bracers or brought around their waist. And in fact, most of their torsos are almost completely bare and mm. exposed, uh, just with straps holding things on around them, uh, keeping pauldrons in place. They're mu- they keep much lighter but also do not have anything that uh, sings of magic. Hmm. Nothing really interesting here. I guess let's keep going. Well, should we check that top door then? Yep. Absolutely. Alrighty, so I guess it... I'll listen at it first. <laughs> so Zdalren steps up and you're searching. So yeah, I'll let you take your perception check to see if you hear anything behind this door. Oh, that's uh, 23. Uh, with a 23, what you hear is not just nothing, it is silence. If there is anything behind that door at all it's not moving it is waiting in ambush even if there were creatures back there that just were largely existing or around unless they were asleep you would hear something right coming from there sounds empty and as a matter of fact with your 23 you also see on the ground here there has been a disturbance Uh, a lot of since your battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the blood, the bodies have been moved away from this doorway. This doorway has actually been opened since you came through this room. 
Uh, it's possible that those uh, three boggarts that stormed in on us uh, came from this room. They might have been exploring this place when we came through. Um, I'll kind of push the door open and take a peek inside. And as you head in, uh, you can see that that may very well have been the case. Mm. Inside here, you can hear, now that you're in, a very, very faint occasional drip. Mm. As there is a leak coming down from the ceiling that has formed a fairly large, like almost 10 foot wide marsh-like puddle Hmm. in the center of this chamber. You can see leading from that pool to the door, there is a massive wet mark where numerous creatures climbed out of this and made their way out. Makes sense. It seems like the boggards that had attacked you largely came from this pool. Hmm. Um, I'm going to probe that with my geese arm. Is it deep at all, or is it just more of like a puddle? Uh, as you kind of poke at it, it's deeper than you expect. Huh. It's not just a puddle that's formed on the floor. It's been hollowed out underneath it, and it goes down almost the full length of your blade. Wow. Half at all before it reaches the bottom. It's at least five feet deep. Huh? This an underwater passage? As you prod around with the blade of your geese arm, You don't feel anywhere that it fans out. Uh, It it seems to just largely go straight down, almost like a shallow uh, basin on the edges before it reaches that depth uh, around most of uh, the area, more than a foot from the edges. So not a passage. So it it just just seems to be a large pool. It's amazing what water can do when you give it the time. Just a... my assumption would be that maybe they need some sort of moisture or wetness to stay comfortable or to stay alive, and so they have this here so that they can do that. Well, there's other types of frogs. That, that they're anything like other types of frogs, that would make sense. And make me a perception check real quick uh, again, Dalren. I'm going to get a 12 that time. And uh, with a 12, the water level is a few inches down below the top of the actual floor here, but looking around the edges of it, the rubble that's been brought around it, it's impossible to tell whether this was just hollowed out over decades of this dripping or if somebody had dug it. Because what's visible up above the surface of the water at this point has been worn fairly smooth by Mm. the water's existence. Oh, there's no, I, I think it's probably far more likely this was at least dug out a bit. I mean, water can do amazing things to stone, but I've never seen it erode this much in the span of a few decades. Well, maybe they've been down here then, and they meant to be down here. Well, they certainly had plenty of time by themselves. Um, Although, hmm, I wonder if there's anything in the pool. Uh, Can I I see in in the water? Uh, The water is fairly murky. Uh, and in, on top of that, the only source of light you have are these two cantrips, which put off about as much light as a torch does. So Dawn's so, going to take his glove off and wait. put it on the end of his geese arm and just put it in the water. Okay. Uh, and can I put light on the geese arm? My sure. light's yeah, already you, there. The geese oh, arm is no, already you can't. Light. It's bulk two. Oh, yeah, you can actually put it on a weapon. I say bulk one or less. You can put it on a light weapon, but you can't put it on a geese arm. But you can put it on something tied to the geese arm. You can put it on the glove. Yeah, put it on. We'll put it on the glove. We'll put it underwater. So uh, you cast that and submerge it beneath the surface. And as it dips down, after you get down a uh, foot, two feet of haft into the water, you can barely even see 
the light coming up through it. It's incredibly murky. It's it's almost half mud, more than it is just raw liquid water at this point. Yeah, well, probably. It's not particularly thick, but it's near impossible to actually see through. Oh, I see. I uh, think we've learned what we can learn. Let's move yeah. on. Okay. No sense of anything exceptional. Oh uh, yeah, you, you. Except for. Do not. Well, never mind. <laughs> you do not detect any magic. No. Okay. I'll retrieve my glove and try to dry it off a bit before I put it back on. As Amir returns the light spell to his person. <laughs> so, that brings us back into these large central chambers of the hall here. With the question of where where are we headed? Well, you were talking about the layout and what where you thought the other wings might be. Why don't you take the lead and s- let's go see if your suppositions are true. Well, as far as I can determine, the only avenue we have not pursued here is that northern door uh, and he, through there. He motions to the room where you first encountered the monkey men. Uh, the one that was barricaded. Oh, yeah. We suspect the goblins had their pet bear back there. It would probably be best if we didn't go there. I see no particular reason to quite literally poke a sleeping bear. Mm. I am inclined to agree. So... He will go down this uh, hallway here and largely lead everyone back to this main antechamber. But you're at the front of this now. You're much further down than you really had been before. Mm -hmm. And that allows you to see a little bit further along than Ah. you did previously. Uh, And you can see that this hallway does end eventually. It goes down to three doorways on its eastern end, all just set almost next to each other across the 15-foot span, all three of them hanging open. Huh, interesting. Fair enough. Uh, Can I tell uh, who's gone through which ones with a a tracking check to see if I can figure out how many people have gone through each door? There's no real tracking check necessary there because two of the doorways have an almost impressive... Uh, amount of undisturbed dust and dirt. Okay. The one in the center and will be to your right on the southern side of the hallway. Mm. While the northern doorway has very clearly been flung open and someone or something has gone through there somewhat recently. Mm. Uh, as far as how long ago or what, that would in fact be a survival check. Uh, so go ahead. Uh, it's going to be a uh, 13. With a 13, it's difficult to determine. It doesn't. It looks like they're footprints, so it could possibly have been more of these cultists. It looked like an, an upright creature made these, but you can't determine how many or whether they would have been boggards or the monkey men or when exactly. That hole in the wall to the... Hey, let's hang to, left and see to what's our in left there. there. What's where to is your that going? north? There is a massive heap of rubble mm. uh, spewing out into the hallway. And if you were to climb over it just to take a look here, you can see the lower portion of the collapsed stairwell that once led down from the keep up above. Ah, okay, I got you. Interestingly, it also looks like it once led further down as well. Huh. But this entire stairwell would take days if not weeks to clear back into a usable state that's even just to remove the rubble not to mention the st- repair the damage to the stairs themselves so, so there is a lower uh, level so it would seem 
That is interesting and not something I had anticipated. So we can go down the path that's been traveled rather rigorously, or we can take one of the doors that looks like it hasn't been disturbed for some time. Well, also, we have the vaults to the south of us. Yes, we have several directions we can take from here. And let me grab our little group a little bit here, because one of you guys is exceptionally bright. Okay, it is you. There it is. You have the correct amount of light on you. I was trying to figure out... Arkin Forge's lighting eludes me. <laughs> I've gotten everything else largely figured out, but I'm still trying to science exactly how the lighting works. But, uh, Tyrannus just kind of shrugs. Well, from what we can see from here, the central chamber appears to be abandoned. It seems, uh, all of these seem to be empty. And, as I had hoped, this seems to be a Zavolverum. A quick canvas, then, perhaps, since uh, this seems to be the area where you are interested in exploring. I would hope the vaults are through, uh, through here, and if not, then I may be seeking a lost cause, I am afraid. All right. So, you're still having Tyrannus kind of lead mm -hmm. here. So go ahead and just arrange yourselves here on the, on the map how you are, since we're getting into new areas now, and I can, I can un-nugget us for exploration purposes. <laughs> There are many models yeah. moving many places. So many minis. And we are moving through one doorway, so it's kind of like a... Conga line. Yeah, we got sort of Dalren, we got Tyrannus up front here. Which doorway are we going through? Uh, he seems to want to go through the middle one. Middle one, okay. Which Fair is enough. the war room. Very good. Excuse me. So we're doing like this, more or less. Mm-hmm. Just kind of a... Delia making this line. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it would. Uh, Dalmer would want to be at the second level uh, if um, we're, we're breaching the door. But once we're in, yeah, that, that'll well, work. Well, the already hanging open. Okay, so, perfect. I don't know if breaching is a word you can technically apply to a room that's already open. That's. Good it's point. more like walking, walking into, into at this it. Point. Yeah, because mm -hmm. breaching, you got you got to force something. Something's got to be opened or destroyed for a proper breach. But the group of you. Enter. There is still time to destroy that door. Yeah, the group of you enter <laughs> this chamber. And I'll move this a bit. And as you do, it, it's dominated by one large feature, a fairly splintered table, uh, 12 feet uh, long and maybe half as much across, dominates the center here, surrounded by broken wooden chairs and moldy books and assorted detritus just littering the floor everywhere. There are two bodies hmm. sprawled on the ground that you can see as you come in. Dead boggards. Now you see no sign of their entering here. However, uh, you can see that there are f numerous exits to this room all the way around, and it, the room itself is a strange shape. And it's very possible, and in fact likely, that they came in through the door to your left that leads to the same room as the leftmost door in the hallway would have. But as everyone enters here and Tyrannus approaches this table and sees the, the, the bodies here. Well, that is concerning. Mm. What, the, what uh, does it look like the Boggards uh... succumbed to? Yeah. I'm just going to check under the table. There, is, is there is there like a monkey waiting to ambush us? 
So uh, you move up and check under the table. There's area. a snake You're there, isn't underneath. there? There's a talking snake. <laughs> <laughs> Not this time. I liked our talking snake friend. The talking snake was a good guy. He was a pretty cool dude. Uh, you lean down underneath, and there's just more of this, this scattered garbage. There's no other bodies. I mean, it's a pretty large set-up war table, and it's pretty open underneath. But if there was a monkey crouching underneath it, it would have been clearly visible if you were coming <laughs> okay. into the room. It's not something that they could realistically, like, hide underneath. So I guess we go right? Right? Right or left? Right. So, uh, maybe a perception check while you're looking under there. Oh, ooh. that's a uh, 24. Okay. So there's there's a few things kind of scattered out throughout the general litter in the room that look a little <coughs> different. Something mm-hmm. that like, looks like they don't belong or maybe of some value. And it's largely figurines and small dolls. Hmm. There are a variety of small, polished, obsidian sculpts. Hmm. And they're generally around four, three to five inches tall. Similar to the dog that we found before? Kind of similar to the dog, but the tech magic isn't pinging anything in this room. So Hmm. none of them are inherently magical in any way. And these look like they are sculpted much more intricately. Uh, There's one of them near the leg of the table as you bend down and look at it. And the one in front of you appears to be a Hell Knight in their full plate, visor down, standing in attention with their halberd. Oh. Uh, Tyrannus, this this was something of a war room, was it not? And you handed the figure over to him, he looks at it. Perhaps a marker to show a regiment or some division? Uh, Yes, it is very similar to what we would have used for such purposes. Hmm. And as he looks around and, you know, once you see these kind of, you look around, you just see a pile of crap in a room. But if you're looking for something specifically, you kind of turn on your eyeball filters and you start picking out these things are everywhere. You can see a bunch of them. Uh, There are quite a few that look exactly like this. That's Um, real cute. Oh, my goodness. Maybe there were little hell nightings in here and they were playing with them. There are a bunch of other ones throughout the room that are, uh, and even near the table here, which look like they are wearing similar Hell Knight regalia, but rather than full plates, uh, they have a hand up with fire and a hood drawn over their head. Ooh, maybe it's a game. As well as an assortment of just kind of generic featureless humanoid figures or busts, or some of them are just symbols. Signifiers, light, heavy infantry. Oh, I suppose this is how they used to plan the massive campaigns they had in the foothills of the Five Kings Mountains. And as he... Uh, Tyrannus kind of bends down to look under the table too, just kind of pouring through the broken chair legs and rubble to pick up a couple more of these figurines clinking together in his hand. Uh, He reaches for another one of them and something darts at his hand. You can't immediately tell what it is. It's, It's very small. But it's a little bigger than these figurines, maybe a foot long. It lunges for him, and he, he darts back immediately and reaches for his halberd. But uh, looking down, you don't see what it was. All you see is wood and ruin and hmm. a couple of these figures scattered underneath the table. Uh, make me a perception check real quick. Many perceptions. Ah. <laughs> that is an eight. With an eight, as you both look... Pouring over this, kind of near the table, Tyrannus's uh, hand up on his halberd. Unclear on what just happened, 
the figure leaps up from below the table again. It's a tiny wooden doll. Huh. About a foot high. And it just stands up out of the mixed wooden rubble and broken fragments, like almost impossible to, to pick out down there and until it starts moving. But it stands up wearing a red and white, very simple, almost like a page's outfit just pulled over its body. It's not patchwork together. It's like it was made for it. Like it's just the doll's clothes. Yeah, yeah. And in its hand is a tiny little halberd. Huh. And as it lunges out from the desk, skittering towards Tyrannus, who steps back, kind of unsettled but sort of amused by whatever the heck this little tottering sentient doll animation thing is. No magic? No magic. It uh calls out in a language that I am pretty sure nobody understands. Does anybody speak infernal? Oh, still no. I didn't think so. It screeches out, Segon Dortaz! And uh, starts incanting a spell, at which Tyrannus' eyes go wide and he draws his helmet. <laughs> Whatever this thing is, roll initiative. Huh. This is not how I thought this day was going to go. Remember, and remember I was scouting, so he plus one. He is scouting, one. so you've all got a plus one here. I'm just like, what in the heck is happening? Uh, hello? <laughs> <laughs> it's child's thing. play. It's like, oh, hey there, little guy. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> With man and no magic. Esvis. 14. 14. Look at these human numbers below 20. What is this? <laughs> Let us down. He's stuck in the door. 16. 16. Space those out a little more. I always seem to roll 16 or 18. You 15? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was pretty safe putting those plugs together. All right, fine. I'll just go ahead and preemptively put you in the middle there. Buddy? 26. You. Mm, that's, you're, getting, you're getting a little bit excited there. You're going to want to bring that this it's way. It's happening, Dalren. Uh, 14. Do you want to go first or ask this? You can go first. Sure, I'll go first. I'll make you move him again. Optimize how many times I have to move these. And this Chucky. strange little doll. Incoming hard 20. Stop it. Would you just stop it? <laughs> Nobody wants to be your friend. <laughs> I hate you. It's actually laced. Oh. It's, uh, it's very tiny. So, like, whatever it's doing. Little feet. Yeah, it can't get to you particularly quickly because it's only a foot tall. So, with a 13, you all fortunately react faster than the weird little animated thingamajig. So, Tyrannus... I lied to you, Tyrannus' list. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrannus is the perpetual list. He's just, just no, holding up the rear. He's just so amused, he doesn't know what to do. He's like, he's not positive what's happening. So, buddy, this thing has come out. It's flailing. It's wielding a little sculpted halberd. It's an angry little doll creature. What do I know about? Man, it is really tiny. It's Look at that little thing. It's very <laughs> tiny. It is the tiniest little Muppet. Here is a very tiny little <laughs> thing that you can put on it. That is great. That is 
because he is very small. Alright, and I will be taking a knowledge arcana or crafting from you. Five. So this here. One second, I want to make sure I don't lie to you. Or that if I'm lying to you, I'm lying to you intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is an incredibly simple little construct. Uh, the thing itself, at this point, in a state of an animated object, is almost just more of a possessed doll than it is an actual magical construct like a, a clockwork or a golem would be. But it looks to you... You've seen things like this. It's like what you would use to train somebody, uh, to teach somebody very simple conjuration magics. You basically bind a tiny fragment of a soul into a, a doll or a simple creature object like this to animate it. And it adapts the personality and some of the mindset of whoever's soul was placed into it. It looks like a tiny little hell knight. But you can't really... Oh, yeah, the Hell Knight's page boy, at least. But there's no way of knowing at this point who would possibly have put the, the soul into it. Uh, just due to the nature of its creation, it does almost unilaterally... I mean, it's it's already starting casting a spell. Have some kind of magic available to it. It can channel kind of its own energy. And uh, it is magical, but... Since we're using a level zero to take magic cantrip, and it was kind of hiding its presence, and it's a higher level than zero, the tech magic didn't show up until it's come out. The tech magic is really weird in second edition, and I'm still unraveling all the things it does, or rather does not do. And so irritating. Detect anything that's hiding that's higher than level zero is on the list of things it does not do. Even I mean, if the they cantrip are in... doesn't break stealth on anything that's the magical anymore. The cantrip does not break stealth on absolutely any creature alive that has any magical items. It does not know. So since it was laying there hiding, you didn't know. But but you can't. You have no idea what its intentions are, nor do you have any idea what it's casting. Because in second edition, there's actually also no easy way to identify a spell that is being cast. You don't there's know. There's a feat for that. There's a feat yeah. for that. But yeah, I can like, get no, it. Like, I can get it later. No general purpose one. Mm. So you have no idea if it's hostile or what on earth it's going for, really. So, buddy. So I readjust the grip on my hammer and I kind of look around at what the rest of the guys are doing and I'm going to hold my turn. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I have my hammer. I'm like. I'm gonna put this, light. Um, this is a weird. I don't really know what to do here. Because <laughs> Ray's got his light back on himself instead of on Buford. There we go. So yeah, you're just gonna. So do you want to ready an action or do you want to delay? No, I'm just delaying. I just I'm just gonna see what everybody else does. All right, Resme. Um, Resme uh, will look at it. Um, would I realize it's a construct now that I can see it? Casting. Well, yeah, now that you can see a, a, I mean, an animated doll running out, like, you're all going to know it as a construct. And uh, because of his, uh, his the exploration activity, giving him the knowledge check, uh, that's something he just can call out. And you should do that, by the way. You should actually, like, just quickly say, that's what you know, quickly say what you tell the party as combat starts. 
that's a thing we should do, mm. you know, mm -hmm. as a role-playing group that's doing a live stream. Um, <laughs> I was thinking it in my head if you want me to go ahead and do it. Well, we can't hear what you're thinking in your head, actually. Yeah. I've not gotten to that level of technology yet. <laughs> I'm actually still trying to figure out camcorder plugged directly <laughs> into the <laughs> so, Well, we had it in our other groups that we didn't want to, like, reiterate it. What you uh, right, said, yeah. So. But, it's a, but that's what you know, and then you have, like, a quick call-out as combat starts if you want to share that information with the party. It's a construct. There's a tiny soul in it, and it casts magic. Squish it. Well, it is a tiny... That is visibly doing all of those things, so it doesn't seem like he's lying to you. Um, okay, that's exactly what she's going to do then. Telekinetic projectile. I will throw a big hunk of rock at it. All right. I will not. That is an 11. Uh, yeah, with an 11, I mean, it's, it's a one-foot tall thing in front of Buddy and Tyrannus and Dolren. Well, so then I'm it's, shielding. Yeah, almost impossible for you to get that around there, but you throw up a protective shield for yourself. Uh, Rur, do you want to step in, by the way? Is she, like, attacking it? Rur, right, Rur, hey, Rur is the knowledgeable one here. Rur got the brain. I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm throwing a divine lance at it. We're going to see if, because there's what appears to be a hell knight in this, maybe a good chunk of energy will damage it. And that is an 18. Uh, 18. As you shoot this, uh, it's Divine Lance, right? Yes. As you shoot this Divine... Using good. Yeah, Divine Spear down at the thing, this tiny little creature, it's like it's an almost impossible target. It bobs out of the way and your lance just dissipates across the rubble behind it. 18 misses. Okay. Huh. And I'm just going to kind of look around and say, just hit it. <laughs> just squish it and then pop up a shield. Uh, just Captain. for safety. And I would. Uh, and Buddy is going to commence squishing. We're so. just like, kill it, kill it, kill it. <laughs> it casts magic. Don't let it. It's doing wizard stuff. <laughs> I'm Hi, going buddy. to run around the table uh, to the other side. And as I'm, I'm coming around the other side, I'm going to rake my. Uh, hammer across the table and try and punt it off the table kind of it's under the style. table oh it's under the table yeah oh okay well that would be kind of hard with this thing with the legs and whatnot yeah okay um okay well then i guess i'll just hit it regular style <laughs> come around it was like what's under the table just give it a whack it's a big open table so the table's not gonna get to cover anything um okay so that is a um uh, what is that 14 uh, 14, yeah, as you bring the hammer down, this thing just scurries away from you the other side of the table towards Tyrannus specifically, and your hammer just again slams into the rubble. Uh, you're trying to hit a doll that's about yay big. Hmm. It's also now suddenly very fast. Okay, well, uh, and then I guess I'll just, like, block my shield and wedge it un under the table between me and it. <laughs> Get away from me, old thing. <laughs> that, that makes sense to me. Yeah, you can pretty much just fill up the entirety of that area. Uh, with your shield, and then how is it gonna get out and hit you with its weird little halberd? Genius. Alrighty, um, Dalran then. Alright, so I would take this thing a little bit less seriously, except there are two dead boggarts in this room. Yeah. And that concerns me. Uh, furthermore, it looks like this thing is using the table to hide, so the first thing Dalran is going to do is slink down, grab the edge of that table, and just fling the thing over. All right, and I mean, Buddy's on the other side of it now. No, 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 so. I'm flinging it lengthwise. 
Oh, fair enough. You're going to flip the whole thing. Oh, you just flip the entire table into the southern side of the room, uh, revealing this little doll underneath that's now very obvious and very visible to everybody. Cool. Uh, although it is still quite small and surprisingly fast. So uh, the next thing I'm going to do is try to uh, slow it down a bit. So okay. um, I'm going to take the geese arm and rake it along the floor, flip the hook, and try to catch it in a trip attempt. All right. That is going for the board, DC. Take my coin. <laughs> oh, I forgot we have coins. Give you have all the me. coins. I know, you have I so many coins. You have two hero points and a second. Slightly roll. better. It's uh, athletics, right? It's athletics against the sport DC. Yep. That is a 16. Uh, um, with a 16, you're just finding a similar problem to everybody else. It's nearly impossible to trip something this tiny like it can just hop clean over your blade it's it's so small hmm. that that's seemingly incredibly difficult to do it's surely not impossible but that's not going to do it hmm. uh and i'm uh i'm still going to take this thing a bit seriously so i'm going to actually step away from it uh so i'm still within uh range of it but uh if this thing has anything that lets it hit adjacent things or if it has magic similar to resume i don't want to be anywhere near anything else around it all right Esvis, and then Tiny Doll. I don't like this thing. <laughs> uh, first action, hunt prey. Tiny Doll is hunted. Uh, he does, of course, have soft cover from here, lesser cover, but now that the table has been flipped, he only has lesser cover, not regular cover. Okay. Um, Which and... is just a plus one. Hmm. It's also exactly twenty-five feet away from you. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm also going to kind of scoop back just a step, just to make sure. <laughs> scoop back to what we call longbow range. That's what we call longbow range. <laughs> uh, seeing as uh, I don't need grease for this, um, and I will hunted shot, take two shots. Okay. So first shot. Uh, 24. 24 will hit. Uh, with, a, with an arrow revealed from the table as Tyrannus is, get, is ready to attack and grabbing as Halberd, your arrow whizzes past through, through this hallway past half your party, and the arrow, longer than the doll is tall, <laughs> slams into the thing. And second attack. Uh, 19. Uh, 19, however, as your first arrow hits, knocks it back out of the way, and 19 misses. So, uh, two points of damage. All right. And uh, as this arrow bounces off the thing, it doesn't wedge in at all, uh, because again, it's just it's a little wooden doll. But it does strike it with, I mean, as much force as you can put behind an arrow. It seems to do almost literally nothing to it. It's like it doesn't even stagger backward. It flinches for an instant as the arrow bounces off of it before it just continues forward into Tyrannus. Something is very wrong with that thing. <laughs> very wrong. And that's the end of my turn. So this tiny little doll takes its tiny little halberd and just lashes out in tiny little rage as it's screaming. And cuts off Tyrannus' tiny little head. <laughs> oh my god! Somehow this tiny doll shatters his tibia. Uh, it is going to miss as it's it's so little. Like it, 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 it's just swinging this little halberd down at his greaves as it encants this spell. 
and it's just gonna bounce off. And like it, it doesn't appear to be able to punch through armor with its dumb little hands. But as it hits and it seems to ricochet just off of it, and Tyrannus actually staggers. Like, he, it knocks his leg back and he staggers as he grabs his halberd. And his eyes just kind of go wide. What? <laughs> and then it turns around to Buford behind him. And peeking out from behind the shield. Peeking out from behind the shield. <laughs> just a hat is all he sees. <laughs> and it finishes his incantation. Enthrogenus Orbis Tenebris! And shoots a beam back towards you of winding blue and black energy. And what's your AC right now? My um, AC is 20. Is your spell attack roll, little buddy? Alright, that beam is gonna hit you. Okay. And as it does, you feel this absolute freezing cold rack through you. And you are going to take. Can I get one more d6, please? Does an attack and then a spell incur the multiple attack penalty, or are they it separate? Does. Okay. If the, the spell has the attack trait, which it did, it does. Gotcha. Depends on the spell. Yeah, and basically I think it's going to be like shooting a ray is probably going to incur a multiple attack penalty. You are going to take 15 cold damage. Why don't you keep that? I guess I should just hang on to this, yeah, in case I need more d6s. And in addition... Who cast light on you? I don't have light on them. He doesn't. Who has light on them? Me and... Oh, or... that was at you then. I thought he had light on them. You take 15 cold damage. Oh. Actually, does that create you? What's your AC? You're not yeah. raging right now, are you? No, so it's a 19. Okay, you're good. Uh, so what is your spell DC? Uh, sorry, I'm not used to giving you that number. Yeah, this is something I have not asked for previously. Uh, 18. <laughs> 15 damage, ouch. The magical light on Dalren goes out, leaving just Ruhr's light dimly illuminating the room. Hmm. That just seems unnat like super not bright anytime there's light on me. It's because your token is tiny, so it gets less light. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Grow up, Rur. So <laughs> I'm a halfling. I Tyrannus is gonna draw out his halberd and seemingly terrified, showing more emotion <laughs> than you've ever seen this man who has been brought down in combat with a bunch of boggards. Slam it and uh, slam it down just almost the pommel of it, just as hard as he can towards this little creature on the ground. And he's gonna miss, as this thing just <laughs> jumps to the side, uh, spinning its own halberd around as it shoots this beam of frigid energy out towards Dalren. Uh, take you veil, what? <laughs> Resume, where are you on deck? Oh my God, I feel so ridiculous doing this, but drop a magic missile on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you summon up all this energy, and I assume you mean drop three magic missiles yes. on it is where we're going. It's this angry doll gets three magic missiles. Uh, it takes six. Six damage. Yeah, plus one each one. Oh, sorry. Nine, uh, nine damage. damage. Alrighty, so with that, again, as each missile collides, it shudders briefly, just barely flinching from the weight of the impact, but it doesn't slow at all. It doesn't appear to take any damage. Uh, it, It's just eating this. Like, this little animated thing seems nigh indestructible. Rur, buddy, you're on deck. I'm going to move myself to the southern end of the room, bringing the light 
over across this creature. I guess I would be here to make sure that the light stays on the creature so everyone can see it clearly. Okay. And then we're going to... Esfist is out in the hallway. That was the darkness. <laughs> he can you, see his target. That's what matters. He, just, <laughs> <laughs> he can stay in the room. Whatever. <laughs> and we're going to call down another one. This time, looking close at it, focusing, making sure we don't miss. There's no obstructions in the way. Okay, so you like step up on the upside down table here and bring another lance down. For a 27. 27 hits. Hey. <laughs> that focus is all it took. We got him there. And it's good. Yes. Okay. It Just will, making it will sure. Definitely take good damage. It is certainly evil. Five. Five damage. Let me double check and make sure. It has a lot of immunities. I was. I'm pretty sure alignment damage is not on here. It is not. It will take five damage. And as that one hits it, you finally see the first sign of it taking any real injury at all. As this little clothes, this little pages uniform this doll's dressed up in, tears a bit, and you can see a small mar across the wood of its shoulder as it continues attacking. Buddy, Dalren, you're on deck. I'm gonna take, I drop my hammer, uh, take a torch out of the back of my uh, pack, backpack, and I'm going to try and furiously light this torch <laughs> and like, light all of the wood, on the, the shattered wood on the ground on fire. Okay, so... I don't know that there's an amount of actions it takes in combat to light a torch, so I'm or just like if I I'm have gonna more, I say can, two. I guess I could it's, take flint and steel and then just try and light yeah, what's because, on the ground. Because you have a device is. meant to light a torch and a torch that is oh, if you're trying to light the ground directly, that's would it be like what gonna I be difficult. Okay, because so like your torch, your torch is basically like wrapped in cloth and, okay. and treated to be easy to light. That's the purpose okay. of a torch. So I'll say, I'd say two actions, like one to draw the torch yep. and the flint, and then your remaining two actions to get it lit. Because again, you're using a tool, two tools intended for this express okay. purpose. So then the next turn, so, yeah. you can be lend down, and next turn you can start trying to set stuff, set okay, the room so, on yeah. fire, will... which is always what we go to immediately. <laughs> is what if we set the entire room on fire? But it's made of wood. Uh, that's my move. Okay, so I'd be holding a lit torch then. Yeah. Zalren, Esfis, you're on tech. This is pretty concerning, actually. That really hurts. It seems uh, a lot. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, first thing I'm going to do, um, this is certainly worth it. Uh, Dragon Rage, lightning crackles up. And the, um, um, this thing is... This thing, we really need to try to pin it down. Um, so, uh, from a not as safe a distance as I thought I was at, <laughs> I'm going to take the geese arm and again try to knock it down and see if I can't make it an easier target for my allies. That's gonna be the first right. thing I try to do. Um, by the way, does the plus one bonus on my geese arm apply to trip attempts with the yes. geese arm? Yes, it does. If you have a trip weapon, you do get the enhancement bonus of the weapon to your trip attempts. So that's going to be a 15 to try to trip it. 15 also, which is going to hop over the blade. Uh, once again, just avoiding it as you reel from this spell. Um, going to... Let's try a normal swing. Maybe I'll Hail Mary something. That's, let's say, 14. Yeah, and you still have the multiple attack penalty because you do still incur that. For yeah, yeah. So this is one action. No, I dragon raged. Oh, dragon rage, right, right, right. All right, Esvis, and then and Tiny I have, Nugget. I do have light, by the way. Yeah, torch. Just for oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me actually put your light on. You you have an actual torch here. All right. So Esvis is not a complete darkness now. His buddy lights up a torch directly <laughs> in front of him. This brings back horrible memories. 
Um, I will first take the hunter's aim. Okay. So I will ignore any cover that it has. So that shot. 26. 26 will hit. Okay. Give me, give me something good. Uh, five points of damage. Pretty good. And then the multi-shot. First shot. Uh, 19 total. 19 is not quite going to do it. And third Even shot. Ignoring, oh, this one doesn't ignore this cover. This does not anyway. ignore cover. 19 no. still doesn't do it. Okay. And third shot, also not ignoring cover. Mm, even lower. So you, you strike it with one more arrow. And uh, this one does seem to notch a bit into the doll. The arrow had burrowing into its wooden body before the force of the shot snaps the arrow off and sends the shaft twirling through the air. But once again, it just flinches very slightly as it readies its attack. Which attack is absolutely what is it, what it is going to do as it just continues lashing out against Tyrannus, still yelling the same thing. You can't understand what it is. It's, it's in another... I mean, you... Uh, infernal... The more educated members of the party might be able to tell it's yelling Infernal, mm -hmm. but none of you speak it, so you know what it's saying. But it's saying the same thing over and over and over with every swing of this halberd. Uh, it had that quick diversion to launch a spell at the, of you and your yeah. nearest light source, but now it's just fully focused on Tyrannus. Uh, it is going to miss again. But then it's going to hit with a second swing, and it's just going to swing a third time, which is going to miss. So it's going to land one hit on Tyrannus, who is going to take only three damage. It's tiny little doll hands. <laughs> Don't actually appear to be hitting him terribly hard, but for a one-foot-tall doll with a little carved halberd, through this, like, Tyrannus's greaves, it's clanking through. It's denting his armor. It's mm. a grievous and with wound. That, it... <sighs> of course, that it literally snaps his leg back. It's three lethal damage coming out of a tiny little doll. Yeah. And so Tyrannus is just gonna swing back. And he is going to miss with all these massive swings before he just steps backwards away from this. I'm not bringing you any valve. What do you want? And kind of looks at the rest of the party, like, confused. Do you know what it's saying? Um, Resme, and then Rear. Resme uh, will look at the thing and say, now I know why Mother never let me play with dolls. And uh, she uh, will uh, use a produce flame to try to light the thing on fire. All right. Give me a spell attack roll. Uh, that's going to be a 20. 20 will miss. Okay. As it, again, just dances out of the way. This tiny doll, but so mobile. You know as the what? fire splashes on the ground next to it. Take that. Session re-roll, boys. Try my shiny. So 21. Butter. 21 will miss. Oh my god. Wow! <laughs> this thing is nimble, and it is incredibly hard to get a beat on. She'll look at it, and she'll go, what gives? And she'll throw up a shield. Rare. Buddy, you're on deck. Obviously, it's some evil machinations. I'll 
pop a shield up in front of myself to farther defend myself from this horrible little Start doll. with shield, because you're seeing <laughs> this thing literally dodge like fireballs coming out from Resmin. It's juking almost everything. But you know what it can't juke? The light. It juked the light. <laughs> 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 uh, I'll take that session roll, thank you. And that's a night or er, thirteen, nineteen on the die, so that's another twenty-seven. The twenty-seven hits. I mean, it's not that it high. Can't juke the light. That's that's a bonus right there. <laughs> All right, so that is seven damage. Seven, seven good damage. As opposed to seven mediocre damage. Mediocre damage. At this point. Uh, that attack actually completely blasts off one of its wooden arms. It's wielding this little carved halberd in one hand, just flinging it around. It's like, like a it, toothpick. It is, yeah, it is. It pretty much is a toothpick. Like it's it's a ruler basically that he's just beating Tyrannus with, <laughs> but with Very kind of surprising shot. Yeah. It, it's free arm as this light blows into it and surges through. It actually just pops the left arm off, where it just clatters across the floor back into the rubble. Man, can you imagine what the nuns of the Order of the Nail are like? I mean, good <laughs> lord. <laughs> oh. This is just a doll. <laughs> this is what they let their kids play with to get <laughs> to be accustomed to the Order of the Nail. Buddy, doll right here on deck. I'm going to try and set... Because he's on, like, wood kind of rubble, or... Yeah, he's on... He's, uh... It's... The whole room is just mix of broken fragments of everything else that was once in the room. Other than this massive war table, which seems like it was too big to be easily destroyed, and some assorted stuff. But it is mostly wood and upholstery. And I mean, the thing's on a carpet also in front of you, so there's plenty of flammable stuff in front of you. Well, I will try and sight set, set the floor on fire. All right. Um, Just, I guess, give me an attack roll. And we'll see, because like you can definitely hit the floor, but is it going to catch? I mean, you're not like slamming it as hard as you it's can. A nineteen obviously. on the die. Uh, what kind of attack? Just regular attack. I mean, nineteen on the die, I think, is is solidly going to do it, regardless. I think at that point you have. What's the AC of a carpet? I don't know, like one. <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and. But it has a massive stealth bonus for monkeys. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> going to put our old friend just the fire right here on the ground. Turn that on. As once again, we have our solution is to set the room on fire. <laughs> it works. It is, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it is succeeding. Can't really argue with it. But now there is a blaze as this ancient dusty carpet and these splinters of wood from furniture in front of Buford start to catch as he lowers the torch down. The fire spreads towards the stall. And then that's probably. And Tyrannus is gonna. Are you serious? <laughs> you have any better ideas, Mister? Hits a thing. Like <laughs> you, you seem to be taking some pretty good blows from it. That was one action. That was one action. Oh, you, okay. you just hit the you floor. Just, yeah, you just cut. You just, you, just, you, just, like you have a lit torch and you just yeah, like spread it I on the floor. I thought it was like fire poking it in, and you're all like. Poke, 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 poke. Can it's I, old, um, dusty carpet. It's like it caught. It's on fire now. Oh, okay. Can I just shout something really quick? Sure. Um, get off the carpet. You can interject a quick thing out of combat. That's or okay. out of your turn. That's fine. Um, so that first one was a strike action. Sure. Lighting the carpet. With yeah. The so without the attack tree, yes. Okay. Um, well, I guess I will step off the carpet and raise my shield. <laughs> Having successfully lit the center of the room, it is time to back up. Dalren, Espus here on deck. Uh, so Dalren is just completely done with this thing. Uh, Draconic Contempt has come over his countenance and he's just, this thing is just ridiculous. So he's gonna drop his geese arm 
and he's gonna grab the carpet and he's just gonna flip this thing and just try to roll it up in the burning carpet. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna call that a grab, which is an athletics check. And uh, you're gonna take the carpet over to the creature with you and attempt to roll it up in a bunch yeah, of Yeah, I'm just gonna throw the thing over it and then just keep rolling it as it's burning. I might take some fire damage So give me this. an athletics check here. Athletics Ooh. check, yes, there we go. That's gonna be a total of a 23. All right, so I would say using the burning carpet, you have successfully restrained the tiny doll in this massive cloth and fire and dust. Um, and that's a step to get closer to him and one action to grab him. And mechanically, he is, he is now grabbed. He's immobilized. He can't move unless he escapes. Okay, great. Um, and uh, he's he's rolled up in this carpet that's on fire. Uh, I'm just going to say, keep lighting it on fire. This, <laughs> we need to burn this trash. Uh, and he'll just start taking it. He'll take it. He'll use his own flint and tinder to try to keep the fire. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he pulls out his own flint. <laughs> Esmus. Even Esmus. Even I'm just going, why? <laughs> Don't worry, Esmus. We've got this under control. <laughs> as I high five Dalran in the corner. <laughs> I, I sincerely doubt that, No, nope, We've got it. We've got it. Well, good news. Arrows could probably perish through this old carpet, so. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna take another hunter's aim and ignore... <laughs> ignore the cover from the carpet. <laughs> ignore the literal cover. Alright. The carpet's not there for you. You see past this. <laughs> alright, alright. We're ignoring the covers. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he's flat footed. <laughs> yes, he is. That little grab little bastard. I'm going, going, going. I want to see. Alright. A natural 20. <laughs> Hold up in this flaming carpet. <laughs> With Dolren holding him down with a foot, <laughs> and like Dolren and Buddy both leaning over this, they're putting their he's trying to light this more on fire. He's gonna roll max damage. Tyrannus has gone from terrified to just like, what, what are more terrified for a different reason? Esmus just takes one shot and puts an arrow just <laughs> exactly into this ball of carpet here. <sighs> okay. Um, so I get the D8 and it's deadly D10, so. Yup. And then double. <laughs> Wait. Double D8 plus D10. Oh, he's not immune to critical hits. Now, if I had to check the great list of things he's immune to, critical hits. Paizo doesn't like giving critical hit immunity to things because it doesn't feel good, but I had to mm. double check. I agree. Fair, fair. Uh, so 14 damage just from the arrow and then an additional four from the deadly. So 18 points of damage from the arrow. What do you do? Ask <laughs> this. I'm honestly glad it went to you and not one of these psychopaths. <laughs> what do you do? What happens? I just, again, just, no. S stop it. S seriously. And and just just waiting until uh, Dalren's hands are, like, out of the way uh, where he's, like, trying to, like, lift back up to go to, you know, grab his flint and tender. So that's, where he, that's whenever I see the opening and just... Just stick the arrow just straight in the center of the doll. And, I mean, you can't even really see the thing through the carpet that's wrapped around it, but this carpet is flailing and writhing as the doll tries to force its way out. And as this arrow lands, it just sits, burning on the ground. Tyrannus 
immediately steps forward and for two reasons starts stomping on the wad of carpet. (laughs) Again. Is this what your childhood was like? No! This... Why do you set everything on fire as your first response? I didn't see you having any luck with it. I feel like Donald Ranch is a genius. It immobilized it and made it an easy target. Once it was wrapped up in the carpet and couldn't uh, and couldn't uh, respond with its crazy dodges, it actually was an easy target for Esvis to pin it closed. You know, Dalrin, I'd give you my hat right now if I didn't think it'd mess up your tiara. It's a headband. <laughs> Master oh. Dalrin, that was Made very- of metal with a gem in the- Okay, it's, it's kind of a tiara, not that you think. Uh, Master uh, Dalrin, that was very clever. Ah, well, it just, uh, Seemed to make sense to me at the time. Besides, Esvis, you know I just trying to help you out. I knew, I knew you could hit that thing. It, it took some good hits from you. You're just that thing about the pine cone from 200 meters to, uh, away is, isn't a lie here. It is. I know you've got a pretty good shot. So, Tyrannus, were you understanding what it was saying? Yes. Oh yeah. What was, that... what was it saying? Take me with you, over and over. Take me with you while it tried to go and break your Vol- leg? Beating me! Look at this! And he bends down and you can see the dance in his greaves where this thing has just hammered away. I don't know what to make of this creation. This is not normal. This is this is not something something we just have around. This is... I'm glad. A monstrosity. Quite evil to me. I'm glad we took care of it. I'm all that, uh, I'm sure glad we have Rur here, too. Well, like I said, it was likely a shard of someone's soul trapped in that doll. But why? I have no way of knowing why, just that's what it was. Sis. I think we need to keep exploring and see what else we find. Maybe there'll be an explanation. It's possible that this is something that the the Hell Knights may have used to guard these vaults. Is this? Too quite I, effective. In all of my studies, but again, I am not a signifier. I have learned nothing of sentient, magical doll beasts and he just kicks the wad of carpet again still kind of smoldering defending anything they are too small to be of any tactical use beyond defending a single chamber eventually gestures at the boggarts (laughs) and clearly we know what happened here yeah, exactly the boggarts tried to go catch this thing too with uh, failed results they didn't think of the carpet you may need to change your, you know, strategy ap- approach here, see. I feel like you should go more for effectiveness rather than some of your uh, strategies since, you know, clearly it worked real well. I did tell you to squish it. He just, like, stands up real straight, puts the pommel of his helmet in the ground. You are not attempting to lecture me on tactics. Well, yeah, that's what I was trying to do here because I'll have you know, I'll, like... You didn't seem to be doing a whole lot, so your strategy... I mean, if it was it written was in a book fast. somewhere... It was very fast. Well, then you should it try something fast. else. I don't, you know, I don't think conventional to... strategy applies to dolls. Uh, thank we you, had to Rur. kind of come up with something on the fly. Yeah. It seems to work out quite well. Is there anything else in the room, uh, aside from a <laughs> very nice army of toy soldiers? Uh, no, there is that that doll wadded up in a burnt carpet, and there's these little obsidian <laughs> figurines kind of scattered all over the ground. But nothing else, really, just rubble and ruin, four doors leading elsewhere. But, that reminds me, are Hellmites allowed to get married? Typically, though I do not believe it is outright disallowed such 
unions are, are the waste of time. Unless they, of course, serve a purpose, such as to bear a child. Beyond that, it is just something I have not heard much interest in, I suppose. Why? Oh, nothing. Just wondering. I would imagine that Hell Knights are not particularly fans of being dolled up. I hate all of you. <laughs> I want to find my ring and go back to the museum. <laughs> and well, leave this hell world. <laughs> As I recall, the 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 top um, the top area seemed to be well traveled. Um, if your ring wasn't in the possession of any of the cultists, it may be in the lower passageways. Perhaps we should check there. Take your two signets while you're at it. There might be another oh, two two bodies that have two cinder class signets. There might be Thank another doll if we're to take the path least traveled as an example here. I cannot imagine there'll be more of whatever these are, but I could not have imagined there would have been one of them, so... There's a reason they didn't use either of these doors, so you you never know. Um, well, and he does his bug as it appears they tried at some point. I'm going to pick up a couple of the dolls and stick them in the little, little the obsidian things and stick them in my pack just because they're of interest. They're also of really fine make. Like, and they're, they're just beautiful. Yeah, they're carved, polished obsidian. Like, <clears throat> certainly they are worth an amount of money. They're not little cheap figures. They're very well made. Well, I'm going to pick figures. up as many of them as I can. So, I mean, even just to sell them, they would be worth this amount of money. Oh, I would walk um, over to Esvis and kind of... <sighs> Like, kind of a private conversation here a little bit. Kind of turn away from the others. Nazvis, you may want to take this uh, Hell Knight boy under your wing. He seems a little bit lost and a little delusional. You know, they might, he might be out here because, you know, maybe Hell Knights might have thought he was a little bit slow or something. So you may want to take him under your wing and, and teach him some. Maybe because he could be a good Hell Knight someday. I believe in him. He's... He's got something in him. I'm I'm sure of it. Oh, please, God, let him not hear that. Buddy, when you teach your boys to chase down the horses, Mm -hmm. do you do it by the book, like you were taught, or do you tell them to figure it out? I guess that's a good point. I normally just loose them out there and see if they bring them in or not. To give Tyrannus some credit, he has been taught by the book, and we were taught oh. to do it on the fly. Damn books, they're messing everyone up. Burp, do you have anything for frostbite? <laughs> oh gosh, I forgot. Perhaps. He's a little injured. I'll just start digging through the, the just the bandages and, and the salves that I have. Hold up one. Uh, it might help. I'm not particularly experienced at dealing with cold magic, but it works for Typical cold ailments. I'll give it a try. So I, Goodness I, gracious, I don't care for the cold at all. I reckon I'll uh, go on ahead. I and... ran out of money. <laughs> <laughs> I had to settle down and get a job. And there's there's a much higher temperature difference between cold magic and a cold hilly area. That is fair. You are getting hit with 15 lethal damage worth of freezing cold. <laughs> so that's not like, oh, it's nippy outside. That's like sub-zero laser beam. So, just rubbing that salve on with a, a battle medicine. I got a 16. 2d8 healing. For 10. Thank you. Do you, do you want my scarf, it. Master? Oh, uh, that's it's very generous of you. Thank you. But uh, I, I think the, the cold is 
mostly been taken care of are, by now. Are you sure? Because you can have it. Maybe I'll t- take you off for it when we go outside. Beaufort, Asvis, what are you doing? We need to move. Oh, nothing. Nothing. Now then, we're ready to go. So what is the plan? South? Yep. North? Uh, I think south, perhaps, uh, since the northern area seemed uh, fairly well-traveled, uh, meaning that if your ring was there, it may have been discovered. Fair. I cannot disagree. Well, then, which door? Uh, perhaps if we take the one on the closer to the entryway, uh, it <clears throat> may uh, make it so that we don't leave any empty space behind us as we travel. Swinging this door inward into the room... You travel forth into a massive antechamber, decorated with uh, all sorts of remnants of homages to the Order of the Nails' most storied and most impressive deeds. And I'll move this down here so we have a little bit of a better, better, better angle on it. Uh, the walls are still set with tall oil paintings. Uh, near floor to ceiling, massive portraits, most if not all of them somewhat damaged, but largely still recognizable, uh, depicting Hell Knights getting the upper hand in clashes with bandits, monsters, on the field of war, and standing armies. Are these portraits or murals? Like, are they on the wall? They're set framed portraits. Okay. Yeah, they're not drawn, they're not painted on the wall, but uh, again, most of them have suffered a decent amount of damage. Most of them are largely torn up. Some of them almost eradicated entirely. And this Tyrannus looks around this. Oh. I'm surprised they left all of this. Well, it's kind of big. Maybe they couldn't carry it? It looks expensive, though. I mean, someone worked very hard. I mean, even the the figurines in the war room, you'd think they would fit into a case that you could take with you. I I don't understand. The armor in the entryway. Wait, 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 wait. And, uh, Tyrannus steps out away from the group of you towards the corner on the southern end, towards one of the paintings, which looks like it's mostly undamaged. It says not discoloration on the edges. He stands up and looks it up and down. I have seen this. Yes! Look! Look here! And uh, pointing down at the corner of the painting. Like um, 20 feet away. Go from take the a rest look at it. You. Go look at it. So, Put the uh, light up next to it. As you move over, you can see the small signature down the corner of the frame, uh, smeared from the water damage down here. Our horde. Ah, yes, I. I recognize this. A relative of yours? Yes, uh, a great uncle, I believe. Hmm. Perhaps great, great uncle. Uh, distant family trees have always lost me once we've gone beyond the initial branches. But <clears throat> well, that's I, interesting. I assumed this would have been lost. I knew it was here, but I came here searching the signet. I assumed portraits, art such as this, would have been looted or defiled long ago. Oh, Tyrannus, this, uh, this seems to indicate that your family was more than simply stationed here. Uh, perhaps they were someone of some importance? We lived here. Yes, some time ago. But some not all residents have portraits. Particularly none this grand up on and, the walls. Uh, and this portrait depicts... It's three Hell Knights standing near shoulder to shoulder, arms raised against a massive black dragon in a dark, expansive swamp. And there's a fourth Hell Knight, halberd raised in two hands overhead, 
leaping above the dragon, above its back, descending down towards the head. And in the background, another, uh, a hell knight with white robes and a hood pulled up, similar to the obsidian figurines, kneels down over a fallen body, attending to it. Does it look like it was painted on vellum? Like maybe we could wrap it up and take it with us if we got it out of the frame? Does it look restorable? Restorable is questionable. Um, It's really only got a bit of water damage around the edges of it and mostly around the bottom. That's incredibly hard to undo, Mm. given Galarian's ability without magic. Anything is possible with wizards, but beyond that, uh, unsure. Whether you could get it out of your frame, out of the frame and roll it up, that's almost certainly possible. But the painting is massive, so mm. this would be an operation of some time. It'd this probably is a take comeback you, on later. the way out. It'd take you like yeah. ten or twenty minutes to get this thing off the wall, get it opened up, and get it rolled up safely. But for the moment, Tyrannus is still just standing there, just looking it up and down, like he's just in an art gallery. Tyrannus, I think on our way out, we should take it down, and it looks like it's painted on vellum, so we could just roll it up, and you can take it with you. It's quite a magnificent picture. Cuts quite an image. It does. And it's your history. It should be with you. Family's important. I agree. Family is paranoid. And he turns back and looks at Doran. Do you know what happened here, really? Why the Hell Knights abandoned this place? Does of mega tactical significance. Uh, it was not worth the cost of supplies and goods being shipped out here constantly to maintain the station. Uh, if it was financial, though, you think they would have gone through more trouble to not leave so many valuable things behind. These are difficult to transport. And while possibly worth some coins and value, art can be replaced. Possibly, yes, I suppose, but... I mean, certainly this, this seems significant. To me, perhaps. Those the Hill Knights, not so much. Hmm. I guess we should continue? Yes. We should not tarry here. There is much more to be done still. The far door appears to lead into the room that uh, the other door and the other room uh, led to. Perhaps, um, here, I'll, I'll listen at the door. And you put your ear up against this one again, listening to <clears throat> hear anything, there is simple silence on the far end. Well, I suppose I was going to suggest we could come at it from two angles, but I don't hear anything. Well, it seems that damnable doll in the war room may have dealt with whatever cultists attempt to make their way into here. This seems to be forsaken, abandoned entirely. Perhaps it's to okay. our benefit. If I understand the layouts of this place at all, which I don't, admittedly, this is... Storage? Vaults? An armory, perhaps? A war room? An art gallery? Could be anything. Well, let's find out. Perhaps this is the doll workshop. <laughs> There's just a dozen of them. They all just look at us at once. <laughs> just close <laughs> the door. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so as you open the door here and head inside, correct guess from Tyrannus. So Chalk went up on the board to understanding his own organization. This hey. was clearly once an armory. Toppled armor racks are scattered all throughout this room, uh, which is also lined uh, among the far wall across from you with a row of uh, anvils, hammers, tool sets, and other supplies once used by the Hell Knights to repair and construct, or probably not construct, but to at least maintain all of their own gear on site here. Hmm. Uh, There is a surprising lack of 
well, anything of actual value, because uh, it appears that all, basically all armor and weapons that were once stored in here have almost holistically been pilfered at mm. some point while this was around, because those are easy to transport and easy to sell. Probably and there is, some fragments got turned into dog slicers. Yeah, there is so much scattered <clears throat> equipment and bits of crates and metal strewn across the room. It's almost difficult to make your way through. Uh, but you can see back on the far end of it was largely where the storage was. So, okay. uh, Dalren, go in and roll me a perception check. Searchy boy. Ooh, uh, searchy boy got a searchy 23. 23 is solid. Uh, you do see that back near the far end there, there does appear to be a weapon uh, amongst the rubble still gleaming and mostly buried in a pile. Huh, no one came and took this. Um, I'll walk over and take a look at it. If this was a story, we would be about to see if Master Dalwin was worthy. Of pulling a weapon out of a pile of rubble and junk? The so shiny said, weapon. Uh, Your mom never read you that story? You said you got a 23? Yes. So as you approach up <clears throat> to uh, here, you can see the corner of a gleaming battle axe on the ground. And as you get close to it, you just, just barely notice inches before disaster that there is something directly in front of your face. Nearly invisible. Hmm. Almost like a plate of glass. And as you stop, kind of startled, it bulges out towards you. Hmm. As the massive ooze in the corner of the room takes form and surges forward. Oh, oh my, oh my. Take this giant oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. blob beast token. I'm getting flashbacks. And when we return from our break here in a couple of minutes, we we're going to smite the news. Dispatch this large gelatinous creature. It's not a low level dungeon. Without a news, is it? No. Is it really a Pathfinder adventure no. if you have low level a slime encounters lurking, lurking somewhere? Well, as long as it's not like plague stones. We'll be right yes. back, everybody. Because <laughs> when we left off, you had just all but literally walked straight into an ooze. Fortunately, you did not do that. You were, <laughs> It was close. It, it was, didn't happen. It was close. It was a dangerous proposition. It was touch and go there for a moment. But as it surges forth to attack, we're going to need some initiative. Oh, and, that might uh, be important. Rur, I'm going to need a perception check from you to see if you can get your preemptive knowledge. Do you want this to be my perception check or my care. initiative? Oh, I guess they're the same role. <laughs> uh, I'll take that for initiative, which is a 24. Yeah, so what's your perception? 23. 23, he will do it. Hmm. Uh, so what is, okay, this is a five-step process. What is your occultism modifier? Two. Sick. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to roll up, know that I rolled a 19 on the die for you. How convenient. So that you actually passed this check because you needed an 18 on the die. So <laughs> I want you to know. That I'm here for you. I got us covered, guys. This D20 Don't worry. doesn't just murder you. It it also rolls high when it's in your benefit. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's just an As you just barely level. see this nearly transparent, almost completely invisible blob, and you just barely see it move as it reaches out towards Dalren. You recognize it for what it is. This is ye olden gelatinous cube. This thing is very, very simple because it's completely non-sentient. It's not attacking you so much as it is like a plant is attacking the sun. There just is energy and meat next to it and it is attempting to absorb it. That is exactly what it will do if you let it. It will pull you into it and incapacitate you as you're digested. Mm. It's a general purpose bad time. Mm. You probably want to avoid that happening as much as physically possible. Is my, you know, just general recommendation. So I hate the noises, by the way. Splash, splash. Delicious oozy sound. Does he get any resistances? I gotta say, no, you, you uh, with the success, you only learn uh, the basics of what oh, it okay. does. So, uh, I gotta say, my favorite part of running anything in Sirenscape ever is fighting oozes. Oozes yeah, yeah. are my favorite part of Sirenscape. <laughs> Sirenscape has such meaty oozy sounds, and they just make me so happy. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> Yo, buddy, what's your initiative? 25. Oh. I am so on are, top of are things Are we at plus today. one? Yes, he is scouting. Minus yes. 25 as well. Okie dokie. Dolren. Uh, I am at an 18. 18. Esvis. 20. Ah, I made gap. Resume? 26. Okay, I need to move everybody left. <laughs> I clearly underestimated just how gigantic. I'm going to leave space down here for Tyrannus and the Ooze. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty positive that's pretty what sure we're going. Pretty sure he's going to go after the Ooze. So, Ooze. What did you get, Espus? 20. You were? 25. Dalrin. Oh, this is 18. Oh. Oh, no. I mean, to be fair, it makes sense. Yeah, that does. Uh, you are the would be the last to notice this here. <laughs> surprise ooze directly in front of you. And Tyrannus, are you not last? Nope, you're last. <laughs> <laughs> to, to his credit, though, he got a 15. It wasn't even that bad. Just everyone else rolled really good. Someday... <laughs> Tyrannus might not be last. I mean, it wouldn't be a game if Tyrannus wouldn't actually, you know, see all of our bad tactical decisions <laughs> and then be able to correct us on them. That's true. He's going to tell you why you were wrong afterwards. Yes. Resme, you're up first, buddy. You're on deck. As you see this creature just barely take form as it starts to move. Um. So uh, Resme will shout out, it's just a big thing of ooze. Let's just leave. And then she'll um, uh, throw an electric arc at it. All right. Give me the, that. That's a reflex, reflex save, right? Save. Not an attack roll. Right, 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 right. Its reflex modifier is nothing. What's your DC? Uh, 18. Uh, it fails. <laughs> it does not avoid the jolt of electricity. Seven. Uh, so you, as you see this hit, this bolt, this little shock, this jolt jumps across the room, hits the side of it with a crackle, and just kind of flashes through it in an instant. Uh, it's liquid form largely just dissipating it. Uh, that does almost nothing. Start backing. I'm going to start backing out the door. All right, where do you want to go? Um, Back. Like, yeah, there we go. 
Okay, it's just right out the door. No, one square. There we go. Get some, get some space. Get a, get a little bit out of here. Get some, some range here, buddy. And where are you on deck? Uh, I'm gonna uh, <clears throat> step forward and bring. There's an overhead. Just try and smoosh this. Uh, I don't know what this thing. Oh, okay. I'm going to hero point that as a natural one. All right, fair enough. That is going to be our session. <laughs> lose the hammer into the <laughs> Oh no! It's very hard. Just gone. I have made a okay. terrible decision. You're a terrible mistake. Okay, that was a 14 on the die, which is a uh, 22. A 22 critically succeeds. However, there is nothing to critically succeed on. It's just right. kind of one contiguous mass of gel. So you hit it, it cannot be critically hit. Okay, uh, for six damage. All right, six damage. And your hammer seems like it is perfectly effective at just kind of splapping through this and slapping away little bits of jelly, sending them just flying away from the main bulk of the thing. However, there is a lot of bulk of the thing. <laughs> and yeah. the amount of damage that does is, is nearly nothing compared to just how much is there. Okay, and then um, I'm going to move... Okay, so at 5, 10... I'm going to move just south of Tyrannus. All right. You step up, swing, step back. So, Ruhr, then, and Esfis, you're on deck. I'm not sure we should mess with this. We might want to just back off and let it eat the boggard bodies. And I'm going to blast it with a raven feeblemen, attempting to weaken it before it, the inevitable onslaught it is about to perform. Okay. That is a natural one. So I'm assuming that the hole created by Buddy's smash goes right through, <laughs> does nothing. And Dad, look, this thing is massive. This thing is eight, ten feet across. He's not putting a hole through the thing. You're just shooting a ray of enfeeblement. It just kind of hits it and fizzles. Yeah, nothing happens. Like, it's just a, a blob. And Either there just wasn't enough force, it wasn't a powerful enough spell, or who knows with this thing. And I will move out to behind Resume. Take the light. One, one more. And retreat. Find Espus. In the doorway here. Everyone's just resume and we're just pushed past you immediately. Tyrannus, I think they have the right idea. <laughs> uh, hunt prey. Uh, and then hunted shot for two shots, even though I know that I'm essentially just, you know. Splashing in a pool. Splashing in a pool, exactly. <laughs> you go to the beach, I can do it! Uh, <laughs> Dang you, Poseidon! <laughs> so, first shot, 19 armor class. 19 will hit. And second shot, 15 armor class. 15 will hit. It's not difficult to hit the, the near motionless <laughs> 10 foot cube of goo. It's, it would be difficult to miss. I would be disappointed in you. I would be disappointed in me. Uh, 12 points of damage. Uh, it is combined with Hunted Shot for the purposes of overcoming resistances and all that jazz. All right, so you splash two arrows one after another, slamming into this thing before they... It's like shooting ballistics gel. They go in and just kind of <laughs> slow to a stop, and you can already see the wood fizzling and bubbling, but bits of this splash out as it connects. Like, you're doing damage. You are wearing through the thing. So, everyone agreed? And, <laughs> and Esfis just... just 
backs all the way <laughs> back. Just gets right over here next to Rur. And uh, and uh, that's the that's the that's the end of my turn. All right. As this ooze lunges out towards Dalren, oh boy, it's it doesn't just reach; it starts to slide so fast that it almost falls over itself uh, as it drags. I mean, it's not particularly fast, but with so much force, and mm-hmm. it accelerates phenomenally quickly, sliding across the room into the doorway. And I need a reflex save from Dalren and Bone. Oof. Oof. I do not have a reroll. That's a total of a nine. Oh, no. Can I give my gold coin to someone? No. <laughs> no. No. So, buddy? Uh, 15. You are both picked up by this ooze as it just rolls over the two of you into the corner. I love it. That works really well, actually. Tyrannus, fortunately, is able to get out of the way. He makes the speed rolls where it matters, which (laughs) apparently is not initiative. And as this thing just runs you over, it doesn't have much force. It doesn't impact you or anything. It's literally like a giant pile of jello that just... And now you're just inside it as it continues moving. But as it pulls you in and does close around you, you immediately start to, you realize you can't breathe. You're in a giant pile of ooze. Additionally, each of you takes four acid damage. And this this uh, slime starts to question eating such Pokemon. It, it says an enemy damages your ally. It is not an attack. Fair enough. It's not actually, okay, because this so is actually not an attack. It doesn't even have the attack trait. It literally it is, just yeah. flies you over. It questions eating Dalrin for a moment. It is not sentient. <laughs> does does a uh, does glimpse of redemption have the mental trait? Um, it doesn't really say on here. It just says uh, trigger an enemy damages your ally, and both of you or both are within fifteen feet of you. Well, I believe we looked before, and it doesn't. So for now, we'll uh, look up. Before it comes back to your turn, look up if it has the mental trait. But I'm going to say that it is wholly incapable of any kind of redemption or even contemplating the concept of an alignment, so it's just enfeebled too. And uh, Dalren is going to take zero damage because you, you take four off, right? It's yeah. A, so, so Dalren takes nothing. Oh, you take one. Mince. Okay, yeah, mince yeah, one. Mince you take one. one damage. Buddy, you take four. As you you stand firm, trying to show the error of this place <laughs> to the pile of jello, and it runs you over. To <laughs> Regret your oozy life. I also need both of you to make a fortitude save. Please be better. You get to roll a lot of dice, though. You get to participate via dice rolling a lot. Yay. <laughs> okay, well, uh, Taraka here is really uh, insistent on not having me roll a two. So he lets me roll a seven, which is much better. So that's, I mean, a 15. And I get a 22. Uh, buddy, you are paralyzed. Oh, my Oof. God. You are completely unable to move. Oof. Suspended in stasis inside this thing as you just dissolve. So it is then going to once again attempt to consume Tyrannus because Tyrannus is right there. However, it is now enfeebled, too. Oh, God, that was only one action. <laughs> this thing is terrifying. That was just his first action, buddy. <laughs> this thing is terrifying. I hate it. 
And it is going to hit Tyrannus. Tyrannus is going to take two damage. Oh, it actually whacked him. Yeah, it's a. It, this is a whack. It yeah. already rolled across the room, and now it's just like uh, a big, almost pseudopod as a face of it almost detaches and just slaps down on him. And you see Tyrannus also lock up in place, paralyzed. It is now his turn, which he's going to spend frozen with his halberd raised, ready for the swing. You can see his eyes move a bit in his head, but he's completely unable to move. And at the end of his turn, he is still paralyzed. Resme, buddy, you're on deck. Now, you've taken... So you've put some hits into this thing. You've taken some out of it. It's lost some mass. But it doesn't look like retreat's an option for the whole team. All right. Um, Resme um, will think for a minute. Um and try to get an angle, move back, but try to get an angle on it so that she can still see the ooze. I mean, you can see it, it's it's huge. It's like the door frame is just ooze. Um, She's gonna try to see if maybe uh, more bludgeoning and less elemental damage might hurt it more. Uh, so she'll toss a telekinetic projectile its way. All right. There's plenty of assorted rubble around the area to just fling towards them. Uh, it's gonna be a 20, 20. You hit it. You hit it. It's not hard I, to I, hit. I know. <laughs> you successfully hit it. Uh, take six. six. Bludgeoning. Six bludgeoning damage as another, as this projectile hits into it and again just comes to a stop, just barely kind of touching Buddy's armor. And, uh, you notice the arrow that Espus had shot in, shot in, the rock that you flung, fizzled a bit and bubbled as they entered, but that faded nearly immediately. It's not actually dissolving those. The arrow is still just floating inside you, and you can see the same bubbling uh, covering over Dahl, Ren, and Buddy as they're inside it, but in just seconds, it fades away from their armor and their weapons, only remaining on their exposed skin. Mm. Um, and because I have uh, one more action oh, left... Oh, you want to not I'm move? Going, no, I'm going... I'm, oh. I had you... I thought you wanted to step back and do it. Okay. Well, I wanted to step way back, though. That's oh, what I was trying well, to tell you. Well, we're going you. the back. We're yeah, going, that's what I, that's what I we're meant. Gone. There we go. We're leaving. We're going somewhere else. Well, I saw how fast that thing moves. I did roll across the armory. Doesn't I mean, it doesn't look like it. You're definitely faster than it, any of you are. But it's not molasses. It can move surprisingly quick. Mm. May I cut in? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, Dalren oh, is, there, yeah. is uh, going to kind of like wide-eyed and panicked a little bit. He's gonna see that, oh my God, Buddy is over here and not moving. Um, he's going to grab Buddy, just grab him by the collar or the hook of his armor. Do I need to roll for that? Uh, to grab a hold of him? No, you're good. Okay, uh, then he's gonna take uh, his geese arm with his other hand, reach out of the ooze and hook it onto debris so or the try, wall to try, haul us out. You try to push this geese arm out, but it's just too much bulk to try to move through this thing's mass. Now that you're inside it, though, it just kind of absorbs you like it was pudding. It's surprisingly restrictive, and uh, you can barely move the geese arm at all. Uh, that is going to be... You need to either make an athletics, an acrobatics, or an unarmed strike, as if you were grabbed. Okay. You are also slowed one. Okay. So, um... It's just, I think I, that's everything. I can, <laughs> yeah, I think that's, yeah. No, 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 okay. And, uh, but uh, it's not, this is, is the geese arm being more hindrance than our thing, or is just, it's just what it's like just being in this It's thing? just what it's like being in the ooze. Although, like, you you definitely Ooh, could not. Ooh, 20. 
Ooh, Natural okay. 20, 27 total to force me my way out of this and drag Buddy so with me. So one action you grab onto Buddy, and with a critical success, you are able to draw both of you free from the ooze. You force that geese arm out and pull the two of you free with great effort. All right. And, uh, uh, the next nets. priority is get this th- get Buddy away from this thing. So. Well, that's your... Grab him and get out of your two actions and your slowed one. Oh, so slowed is... Slowed one is you only have two actions. Oh, so man. you get out, but uh, then it's going to be Buddy's turn. And Buddy is still paralyzed. Yeah. So... Make me a fortitude save. Fortitude save. <coughs> God, okay. Well, uh, I guess uh, Arcades is also helping here. Arcades. Arcades? Arcades, Arcades. 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 Um, <clears throat> that was a natural one. Stop rolling natural <laughs> ones! So that was, that, was, that was better, that was better, that was 18. 18. You... You can still feel. You, you still know what's going on around you. You feel yourself pulled out of this slime. You can still feel the burning and the tingling on you from with this ooze in contact with your skin. But you're completely locked. Your muscles are like, they're not responding. It, it's You are wholly and completely unable to move. Uh, you are still paralyzed. Rur, Asphys, you're on deck. Asphys, I don't know that there's anything I can do here. Let Saren Ray guide your arrows. I'm going to cast Magic Weapon on you. Woo! Oh, it's go time. <laughs> I don't know what that does. It's a, your bow is now a plus one striking bow. Oh. So you get plus one to attack and you roll 2d8 for damage. Ooh, how long does that last? A minute. A minute. Yeah. <laughs> for the rest of this. Yeah. Magic long weapon is, is a six spell in second edition. Long enough to kill it or for all of us to be eaten. <laughs> and then I'll pop up shield because I don't have anything else to do. <laughs> Maybe it will help deflect the blob. Um, which is going to just... Roll, oh, uh, S was sorry. That was uh, that was rare. I, I was talking to you about your weapon and I forgot because actually that wasn't your turn. That was Rur's turn. <laughs> S was go ahead. I'm so excited about my. So slime. excited about your blob. You're just like, so excited going. about my blob. All right, so um, I will definitely also move back into longbow range. I have to get all the way back here behind just to make sure I can still see. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like the whole doorway. If you can see the doorway, you're fine. Okay, and... It then... kind of splapped up against the wall and a bit of it bulged out before it, like, bowed back. Fair enough. All right, and I will take the hunted shot for two shots. You got plus one to hit. Shouldn't matter, but you got plus one to hit. Yeah, I never know. First shot. Uh, that's a total of 19. 19 hits. And second shot, a total of 16. 16 hits. Okay, so striking is I add an additional die per shot. Yes. So, you like, your bow damage is 2d8 right now. So, you did 2d8, 2d8. Okay, so for the purposes of, of Hunted Shot, it says all of my damage is rolled together for the purposes of overcoming resistances. Okay. So, I'm assuming that also means the striking as well? I mean, just, the striking is just part of your base damage. Yeah, it just so, adds yeah. more to get, your base. It would get rolled in regardless. Like, it, it makes your bow just do 2d8 damage instead of 1d8. Like, okay. that's the base weapon damage at the moment. Okay. All right. But you don't feel like it's resisting your arrows at all anyway. But okay. I mean, roll me some dice. Thank you. <laughs> That's some rolls. A uh, total of 23 points of damage. Woo! That's pretty good. That's pretty good. 
arrows are cavitating in that thing. So at this point, <laughs> the thing, yeah, both of these now with the magic thunder into the side of this. They don't just hit like it. They hit with a blast of magical energy, a concussive force. Boom, boom, as they both connect, blowing away chunks of this. Is. At this point, it's it started to visibly lose mass. It is getting smaller, and it's very much getting shorter as it seems to bulge upward on its top as its sides sag down. That was only two actions. So I will take a third shot. Shoot him! Uh, 15 with it's... the magic weapon. <laughs> it's not hitting it is not the challenging so part of the encounter. I got attacked by dice. How does it feel to do 68 damage in one round? Uh, six more points of damage. Six more points of damage. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I would say that was a pretty value spell. That was a That's great spell. That's pretty good. And now the blob is going to just roll its way back across the room, just back towards the <laughs> things that <laughs> it can sense are there. <laughs> and Tyrannus and Buddy don't get a save. You're paralyzed. There's nothing you can do to stop this thing from rolling you up. Oh, boy. Dalren gets a save. Get out of the way! Oh, God! Oh, God. <laughs> That's a ten! But he is also absorbed. And oh, you turns back to its resting point, absorbing all three of you left in the armory and settling down. <laughs> We're not going to put its meal. all three of you over here and you're inside the blob. This, this thing is coming back to you for more like like Dirt Pier goes for plates at Ocean Buffet. <laughs> um, both of you and Tyrannus are going to take six acid damage. Can I? You cannot. You are paralyzed. You can't take any it's actions. It's a mental. It's a... But it's a reaction. You uh, the uh, only okay. action you can take. Well, it says no. only the use of your Yeah, you can. Go, I'll let you come to redemption. Yeah, it is it, literally. Right? There's you just. It is just the thought. Yeah, my eyes are moving, and I'm like, <laughs> it's the thought. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know you did. <laughs> right back up. <laughs> Who's getting it, Tyrannus or Dalren? Um, uh, I guess Dalren. Tyrannus hasn't really taken any hits, has he? Neither of them have taken it. Oh, okay. Like, the I'll thing is not do doing Dalren. a ton of damage. It's just okay, absorbing yeah, you I'll up. Okay, uh, I'll do. I'll do. Dalren. Okay, so Dalren, you take two. Uh, Buford, <laughs> you take six. Tyrannus also takes six. Okay. Oh boy. And now it is the turn of the Dalren. Make me a fortitude save, guy who is not paralyzed. Uh, You're paralyzed. I'm paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrannus uh. is paralyzed. Um, so at the end, uh, roll me another fortitude save, because you failed the initial, so you are paralyzed. Oh god, that's a two on the day. So you're still paralyzed at the end of your turn. Tyrannus is still paralyzed at the end of his turn. Hey, let me put that one in the jail, too. This is also the enemy's day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so leave it. You you want me to have a bad day. So, Resme. And then, buddy, <laughs> oh, right. you're on deck for what that's right. worth. Resme's running back. Sad slide whistle. Because <laughs> she no longer Five sees 15. her friends. So one stride gets you back where you were. It'd take you two strides to get into the room where you can see it. I don't want to get into what, to see it. I can't yeah, see it from you can here. Go, you can go like up into this corner and see it, but yeah. that's still two strides. Because the, the first the first stride actually only gets you to right here, which just isn't With quite With 30 far. move speed? Oh, you have 30, right. No, elf no, powers. Half elf. Half elf. 25. Half, uh, 25. Oh. Yeah, okay. That's what, I, that's what I thought. Yeah, you only get to right here with your first stride. So uh, you would need a second one. It would literally just be a step. That's fine. To get up against the wall where you can see it, but you will be left with only one action left. Um, 
uh, with Second one action, um, I will use uh, Guidance um, on Esvis. Uh, All right. So you get... What's Guidance? Um, it's a pl- essentially, um, she'll say, I'll set his magic, uh, guide you, and you'll get a plus one um, t- till the uh, end of your next turn. So for one action to pretty much... For one any- turn or for, for one action? No, till it- for one for one. Action, I think. You get to okay. use it on any. You get to oh, use it on any action, action. Next D twenty roll is. It's just plus, is one. plus one. The way that guidance works is you get it, and then you have a round to use it. If you don't use it, oh, it goes you, away. You it goes away. Sp- okay, so no, you, you don't have to spend it on any one of your. But it's gonna go before, away if you don't. You roll, but you have one round to use it. All right, fair enough. Uh, buddy, roll me a fortitude save. All right. Um, that is a seventeen. Uh, Still paralyzed. Ver and Esvis here on deck. I think I'm, for the sake of curiosity and out of options, going to move up behind Resume so I can see part of the, the goop. You can see a little bit of goop in there. And I'm gonna... You can see the light shining out from the middle from Dolren. <laughs> All three of them frozen in place, paralyzed in the center of the suit, which is now just sitting. It's not moving at all anymore. It's just existing. I don't know if a thing with no brain can be evil, but I have no other options. I'm going to try to try throwing a divine lance at it to see if good might smite this creature. Your spear passes straight through the creature, not even interacting with it. And as a matter of fact, roll me a d6. Three. Okay. I was going to give it a one in three chance. It also did, in fact, hit Tyrannus, who is evil, who would have taken... Because it's just... It's literally like it's not there. It just doesn't interact with those things yeah. through the wall behind. Uh, the creature is not evil. It just exists. Not, it's just hanging. It's just, <laughs> just I hesitate dissolving. to say the natural order of things. Yeah. When you're a gelatinous yeah. cube, this is... This is your this life. This is the most natural order of things for a gelatinous cube. This is your life now. All right. Esvis. And then Oozboy. So uh, I will move. That's one. You have 25? I have 30. Because okay. he's a real elf. That's one stride also gets you to that same place, which is just not far enough. Because it's 5, 15, 20, 30. Every other diagonal is 10. Okay, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to make sure that I'm in longbow range without taking a penalty here. I don't think that's possible. I don't think there's anywhere you can stand to see it that's outside 30 feet. That that. Uh, yeah, it's around the corner. It's like fully around the corner. Ah, okay, that's fine. I'll just. You'd have to move into the doorway to be able to see it. That's Even fine. if you were in rear space, you still wouldn't be thirty away. But like right here is as, as far as you can. That's that's fine. I'll just take the I'll just take the volley right. penalty. So it'll be two actions to get there. Because it's right outside thirty. Because thirty got you to one back from that. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so same two problem. Resume head. Fair enough. You used all your speed to get away. Yeah. <laughs> you got use just as much speed to get back. Alright. Um. I will take the hunted shot, and I will use your guidance on the second of these d20 rolls. So, first shot. Uh, 22. Hits. And second shot with an additional plus one is uh, 21 total. Also hits. Both would be crits. Were there anything vital to crit about mm. this creature? Fair enough. There's, Again, there's vulnerable adventurers stuck yeah. in it. There are vulnerable. If you crit it, you if you crit it, you hit one of the things in the middle. Oh no! <laughs> it's a carnival game. What are you looking for? What were you talking about with a dunk tank earlier? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I got another okay. idea. Four d eight of damage though. Ooh. 
the opposite of the previous one? Yeah, nine points of piercing. Two ones. That is pretty bad. All right. You knock some more mass out. These arrows land with this thunderic, uh, thunder, thunderous concussion of magic as they connect. Still weakening the creature, but it's... It doesn't care. It's not moving anymore. It's wholly non-sentient. It doesn't even have self-preservation instincts. It's literally just existing. And everyone inside it is going to take six more acid damage. As it digests you. Admittedly, relatively slowly. I mean, I guess that's pretty fast in the grand scheme of things. That's digesting yeah. you to death in, like, five rounds. That's it's like taking a bath in hydrochloric acid. Pretty much, yeah. It's not, it's a, it would be an unpleasant experience if you could feel anything. Uh, you still can. I gotta, <laughs> I'm gonna say, wait a minute, I'm paralyzed. It's actually, like, horrifying. Maybe, like, phase two paralyzed. Like, you, you guys have been in there. You've been paralyzed. Not you, but Tyrannus and Buford have been paralyzed for a few rounds now. At this point, you just wouldn't even feel anything. You would have gone numb. It's because it's um, eating all your nerve endings away. Yeah, you, you, you no longer, like, you can think but your vision is is fading out you no longer feel the pain of the burning you're just floating through a growing void lovely all right make a fortitude save don't roll a two uh 21. at the end of your turn you regain your senses and are no longer paralyzed. May I rage? It's, just, the, it's at the end of your turn. I don't think it requires any any physical action on my part to just turn on your rage. Right, but you're, it's at the end of your turn. You don't have any actions. The paralysis check doesn't occur. He's, are you, are you, like, can you recall knowledge or act in other ways that require only use of your mind? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because okay, you can just okay. rage. While paralyzed, you can just be rage. angry. Yeah, well, you can, okay, see what you mean. I was thinking in the wrong plane here. Yeah. So Taste off. His monocle slowly floats <laughs> <his monocle laughs> into his pocket. <laughs> exactly what I need. You would absolutely be able to rage okay. as you overcome the paralysis. Uh, I will keep the lightning away from my weapon since clearly that doesn't seem to work well. You start to crackle. Um, Tyrannus is also going to make a fortitude save. He also starts to move. His hands clench around his halberd and he starts just barely to try to push forward as he breaks free of the paralysis. Resme. Um, Resme will say, that's right, guys, get out of there. And uh, she'll uh, throw another. No team. <laughs> <laughs> she'll throw another tel- telekinetic projectile at it, trying to take more chunks out of it. Save my friends. Uh, 17. 17 hits. I'm sorry, 16. 16 hits. <laughs> it's. It's really not difficult to land. It's not even moving anymore. It's not. It's making no attempt. It's just sitting there digesting. Oh, gosh. It is the broadside of a gelatinous barn. Uh, it is literally the broadside of a gelatinous barn. Five damage. Five damage. And, uh... For those of you keeping track of home, you've done 69 damage to this thing. Jeez. Nice. <laughs> um, and this time, half of, uh, Usually half of it is easy. <laughs> at least three quarters. She'll call out, uh, Alceta's blessing to, uh, Dalren and give him guidance. All right. Buddy, make a fortitude save. Uh, that is a, what is my fortitude? And my fortitude. Oh gosh, I should have been for it. Oh yeah, uh, it's a uh, 19. Still paralyzed. God. <laughs> Ver, Asphyxia on deck. Mm. You see Dolphin's monocle float off his face. <laughs> you see Tyrannus start to move and reach. Buddy is frozen. As he has been for this whole encounter. He, he's, since the ooze first ran over him, he is, he is locked in place. 
stepping back with his hammer. He hasn't moved from that position since. I'm going to put my hand on my scimitar about to do something really stupid, and I'm going to hold. Espes. <clears throat> Keep putting needles in the pincushion. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> you are now shooting magically enhanced concussive needles into the pincushion. So first will be hunted shot. Nineteen. You got the magic weapon to offset the being in volley range. Mm. Well, half offset. Okay, so that yeah, that takes it to seventeen, and then um, they both hit to eighteen. Sure. Yeah, so <laughs> seventeen and eighteen hit and a hit. <laughs> magic weapon. I like it. That's a little better. That's a little better. Uh, thirteen points of damage. All right. Then eighty-two. And then blob. And then I'm just going to keep up with the hunter's flurry and just keep shooting. Just two more actions, two more shots. Move and shoot, elf. <laughs> Natural 20. Well, that hits. It's, but it doesn't crit. Yep, so it cannot sad. be crit. You don't get you deadly here. No. Feels bad. <laughs> there are very few things in Pathfinder compared to a lot of other tabletops that are immune to crits. It is quite rare. It, but it makes sense for an ooze. Yeah, ooze what what are you going to crit? Uh, eight points of damage for that arrow. All right. And then fourth shot. What is your penalty <laughs> on this? Um, uh, with his magic weapon, I'm still getting a plus three because of Hunter's Flurry, and it's my prey. <laughs> That's amazing. Just oh blink God. it away in the distance. And a 19 on the die for 22. So <laughs> If this was anything not a slime. Hits. It would just be so dead. You're just blasting a mess out of this thing as it sags down. It's, now, also it's has not a even a gelatinous cube. It's like a gelatinous gumdrop almost. As it's just sinking down around its edges from all of these hits. Magic weapon is like the greatest thing to put on Espes. That's only four points of damage. Espes, my dude. What do you do? Four points of damage was the final nail it needed. What happens? Woo. This For this last arrow, I just look over at Rur and say, may Serenray walk you down the path when you get there. And launch the last arrow just, just to take out the center of the mass of this gelatinous cube. And as you hit with this impact, this concussive <laughs> into the side of the thing, it seems to almost break the surface tension around the ooze. And it ripples across it in an instant as it completely loses its form. And the liquid just sinks, splashing down across the ground, left as a, a thin like, half-inch film of just viscous, acidic material across the floor. Yeah, we're probably definitely prone. <laughs> Dropping Buford, uh, prone, still paralyzed, still locked onto the ground. Uh, dropping you to Tyrannus and Dalren prone as well, but as you begin to get your motioning and you pick yourself up out from this acid, uh, Buford may be afford to do the same. <laughs> oh gosh, oh, no. a, a 10 on Make the die. Make me a fortitude save. Uh -huh. Come on, buddy, get uh -huh. a hold of yourself. Okay, you so can it's do a 23. it. Okay, so it would take you another, uh, another like 15 seconds to start to regain your ability to move. So, magic weapon. <laughs> God, that's so great. Rusme will let Ooh. out a whoop and come over and give you a big hug. Woo! We're hugging. Okay. <laughs> it, I just completely lock up. Just okay. We're hugging. Tyrannus pulls you himself. Now you're paralyzed. Slowly up <laughs> off the ground. Ugh. He drops his halberd and with one hand reaches out and just 
claps Buddy's breastplate, just smacks it. Buford! Come on! Buford, it's not that bad! <laughs> How bad off do they look? That was partially digested. Yeah, they both look relatively partially digested. Probably a little sunburned. Probably around one third to half digested because it was the three beefiest people you have that got rolled up. Um, I mean, they're they're injured. Like their skin around their everyone's faces and any exposed if you have your hands or or anything out is is just raw. Where it has just been rotted away. My poor cowboy hat is frayed around the edges. Your cowboy hat is perfectly fine, but it's rotten. But it has no like living sustenance. Yeah, hold on, hold on. I gotta console. <laughs> this is actually happening. Like, it actually, yep, it is fraying out your cowboy hat. Oh. It is, and and if any of you have like all the leather bits of your armor, your pouches are also like fizzled and pockmarked where they've been dissolved. Oh, Dalren's um, wearing hide armor. <laughs> your, your. How much hardness does your armor have? Hide armor. I don't know. I think it has two. I believe it's two or three. Well, you, you can't see I'm it gonna because I'm going to give you hide. the benefit of the doubt and say three. Your armor would have taken nine damage over oh the course God. of that. I'm actually pretty sure it did break your armor. Uh, nine damage, I'm almost positive, would be broken if not destroyed. Oh, fun stuff. So, uh... We'll just have to scrap you together some, some Hell Knight plate from this room. Your hat wouldn't be so much frayed around the edges as it would just be kind of the top. Like, the rim of it is almost <laughs> just completely gone. And there's now a hole where the fold is on the top of it. It's just uh, kind of a ring of rawhide. I'd, uh, I'd put my hand, uh, just like flap my hand onto my chest and be like, I am today. So, uh, like, like Tyrannus hits you a couple times and you just, ugh, it's yourself. <laughs> With what I assume is a uh, lay on hands, uh, and and I'd just be mourning my beautiful hat. Is everyone? Thorns like pulls himself up, and then like his cuirass just like slides off of him as the leather straps finally give out, and it's like, ah, uh, oh boy, oh, might need some work. Bias Modius, so it's not destroyed; it's just broken. Well, I have, I, there's no stats for it. It has, doesn't have a hardness rating listed. It doesn't have hit points listed. We'll, well the shields do, second. but we we'll can look, figure I'm it out. I'm going to go ahead and give you right now. It's got three hardness, ten health. So it's got one health left, so you can repair it. Okay. Um, but there is, Tyrannus pulls himself up to his feet. Everything you have that is like metal or stone mm-hmm. is completely untouched. Glass, your bottles, they're all fine. Anything leather, anything wood even, uh, like if the halves of any of your weapons were wooden, would have been chewed away a bit. Uh, not enough to inflict like meaningful damage to them because mm-hmm. it's not. I just would have started to chew with that, but Tyrannus just looks over towards the doorway. Oh, what just... has happened to this place? That was miserable. Oh, um, Dalren, why don't you sit down for a minute here? Let me help you. I uh, will admit. Oh, here it is. I am admittedly surprised to. S- ah. Have come back. Hardness four. Oh, it would have only taken six damage then. And my broken threshold is eight for a total of sixteen. So not broken. Not broken. Still had two health from broken. Solid. We take those. Hide armor is a lot sturdier than I thought it was. Um, and we're taking a new tech, by the way. 
you here in the Twitch chat are listening on the podcast. Uh, we're taking a new tack where I'm just going to pick something and then have them look it up while there's free time rather than stop the a action to look it up now because it's second edition. We're all new and there's going to be a lot of rule looking up. And a lot of the time, on a lot of them, we might just look up at a later occasion and come back to that knowing it next week, which is the thing we've done several times, like how Rage turns off. Which we have fixed and refixed multiple times. <laughs> I like times. stalking through the ruins looking for something. To I did punch. like the one session of that one before I realized when you can't see any enemies, it just deactivates automatically. It was so still. good though. It was really funny for one session. Um, so I'm gonna activate um, ancestral memories um, to give myself medicine favored. All right. Um, and uh, Resme, uh, the change will come over her. You'll see her change in uh, posture, and Resme will go over to Dalren. And uh, he will um, start to treat your wounds. Um, and as he does so, um, he'll look you very seriously in the eye and go, Master Dolren. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh... I trust that you will take good care of my sister. Kept, kept the cube away from her. You have to help her. It's your job as her elder. It's your responsibility. Promise me. Elder? What? What? I'm a researcher. I, I'll, I'll do my best, I suppose. And uh, though it's terrible form, holding an educational degree over someone while you need, they need your healing. This is never, never going to stop being awkward. It's just. He bullied me. You saw him. He did. I was. I bore witness. I would testify to that in a Hell Knight court. Eighteen. Uh, 18, will heal for 2d8. So as you're sitting here kind of resting, as you start tending, and uh, Tyrannus is just kicks through some of the, the stuff here, you saw that uh, Battle Axe was sitting, or that, that weapon, whatever it was, mm -hmm. was sitting. It's not, I don't know why I said Battle Axe. It's not a Battle Axe. The weapon that was sitting at the uh, the bottom wasn't in the center of the gelatinous uh, And as it like rolled away, it just kind of left it there. He sort of picks it up. Well, here you go, gleaming and pristine. Ah, Hopefully it was worth it. Clean from and an acid yeah. bath, thank you. He hands the hammer so to you. It's a hammer, it's, it's not a, a battle It's a war hammer, I don't know why I said battle axe. Okay. Gleaming and shining. Yeah, it is a perfectly shiny, gleaming war hammer. It doesn't have any skulls on it or anything, does it? Uh, it does not. It does have a fairly intricate uh, icon of some kind. Carved into its side uh, that works its way almost down onto the what was probably once a leather wrapped handle, huh. but it's now, it's now just well, sort of a full iron bar. It's just sort of left with the tang that was once wrapped up and the head of the mallet. There's the rest of it is gone now, so you just have a block of iron, which <laughs> functionally, although it's not the best grip in the world, is still a perfectly functional weapon. I could probably improvise something, and um, all right, well, it's not an improvise, it's a, it's a warhammer. I meant a grip, I could fight. Oh, yeah. And, uh... So, I'm gonna have to sit you down for a second. With all the burns that you have going on, you're not gonna be in fighting shape for the next few rooms. I'd just really like to hug Esmus right now, but I'm... You shouldn't be touching in. much of anything. And, uh... Esmus... <laughs> yeah. looks around to, like, 12 arrows on the ground. Esmus... <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I'm. I swear, Iomade sent her. You here just for me, and I just, I just can't even express the grat, the gratitude. We wouldn't be alive without you, my friend. Esphus, 
Please come give me a hug. He doesn't You're... seem the hugging sort. Esmus, I swear! And I just <laughs> slowly walk over, kneel down, lean forward a little bit. Almost kind of looks like someone who's like about to stick his head into a guillotine, just, not, just like leaning down for the hug. Wrapping my arms around him, so tight. Pat him on the back. Despite the missing flesh on Buddy, it appears this is more painful for Esvis. Esvis is really a godsend right there. You're a rather dour little elf, aren't you? Don't be insulting him. He's just got his own way of things. And at this point, it looks like Tyrannus <laughs> has just been like mentally tallying up how many arrows are on the ground here. How long were we in the gel for? Uh, far too long. About 30 seconds? 30 seconds or so? That is an impressive number of shots, if nothing else. Well, it wasn't particularly hard to hit. He just had to simply fire them. Esmus, your skill is remarkable, and we are in awe of it, and we owe you our lives. I perhaps would not have been as um, <clears throat> efficient if not for Rur's assistance. He, I don't take compliments very well. <laughs> so, um, and, and I know that normally in Pathfinder that arrows, when they're launched, they're they're usually useless. But in this case, they didn't <laughs> dissolve. And they did hit. just kind of bounce off of it. Yeah, I would actually say you could recover all the arrows you've ballistics in the gel. Well, yes, ballistics you gel. You almost literally shot them in the ballistics gel, which then fell apart and just dropped them onto the ground unharmed. So, yeah, absolutely you could recover all Thank those you. arrows. Matt rolled a 20 on diplomacy there. I like it. So, and I suppose. I would also say scattered throughout this armory, you would probably be able to find about, like, 20 more arrows, too. Because they Hot dog. They, like, <laughs> they would have like looted like left. individual arrows. They're not going to loot to go sell when they could be hauling out all of the swords and mallets and uh, shields and armor. So they're just kind of scattered around 20 more arrows just spread throughout this room. Can we As find anything else of interest to checking the room over? I mean, well, I know of interest is that after treating you, which did we get how much you were healed for? I know you succeeded, but I didn't know if we got the 2d8. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I wound up with getting uh, nine back. Okay, nice. And I also um, would have treated Buddy. Okay, so roll me a medicine check. You're like spending 10 minutes discussing your I exploits passed. here. Uh, Buddy will get 2d8 back as well. And uh, Tyrannus finally kneels down the corner and reaches Nine. down to, a, to his oh, hip. Almost a full one, just, one away. And pause a couple times and looks down and sees that his pouch is completely gone. Oh, you have got to be kidding me. I, well, will, I will go over to Tyrannus and pull out my medicine kit. You may with, do it yourself or I can. And he takes uh, the stuff from you. So thank you, Esmus. His wounds were just treated. <laughs> Oh, right. No, he, he, his wounds were treated before you guys came here. That's that, right. That's why actually, I didn't treat right, his wounds. Because you treated him before, immediately before leaving. I was waiting an hour to treat him a second time. Mm -hmm. So he will, like, bandage himself up and try to, like, put some stuff around him, but he can't mechanically heal any health off of Okay. It. And I'm going to look at Esfis. Bless his heart. So, as you're all patching up and you start to peer through the room here and mm -hmm. Resme becomes herself again, yeah. I imagine... You would cast Detect Magic back up as you have, and you would identify the presence of magic in the room. Rory, you want to take a look somewhere? It's There's something somewhere. Is there another footlocker? Uh, there do not appear to be any like containers or anything. There were once a bunch of racks where armor and weapons were kept, but they've been thrown all over the room and smashed, and it's, it's 
largely just rubble all throughout here. Dig through the rubble, maybe. You might find Well, something. then we're going to play the Reed Aura game and see what we can find. Looking through, other than the couple scattered arrows, none of which appear to turn up as magical, it's just ruins. None of the armor stands are enchanted with anything. The anvils are mundane. All of the tools seem to be mediocre. going to walk over to that hammer that's particularly shiny. The hammer, however, is magical. Oh, is that the one that was Shiny inside? scraps found in dark, rusted places are typically not mundane materials. Yeah, well, it's also a good a, point. So, the hammer, as grip dissolved as it may be, is in fact a magical item. And with one minute, I believe Resme can attempt to identify it. Mm -hmm. What is your arcana? Uh, my arcana is plus five. So... you would not be able to identify what the aura is. So you can try again. Yeah, I'll it's try gonna again. Take, this is going to take a little longer. You're going to spend another minute doing it. After two minutes, she's unsure. Perhaps it's clouded by the amount of dissolved it has been. Perhaps it's a particularly powerful enchantment. But finally... Three minutes later. Really, she was just distracted <laughs> thinking about Tyrannus? if you don't critically fail, you can keep trying. That one's spelled out specifically. Normally in second edition, you can't retry things. It's right. balanced like if you try to disable device a lock and you fail, it's just you're not good enough to pick that lock. But identifying items specifically allows you to continue retrying unless you have critically failed. But even then, you can continue retrying the next day. Hmm. Incidentally, so, uh, that's like one of the best feats I've ever spent on. I love that so much. One it's minute so identifier good. is pretty spicy. So it does still take you three minutes while uh, time, uh, everyone is mostly bandaged up and getting their things back together and you're trying to make sure your armor's not going to fall off of you. And well, we're going to be in here for a few minutes hat. looking for I arrows. Would, you're if, scrounging up arrows. <laughs> I would start refocusing if nobody looks like they're moving. Yeah, you can refocus. Reload, uh, reload. But you would be able to identify that this was uh, the most mundane of enchantments on this Warhammer, a uh, simple lesser potency. It is a plus one Warhammer. Well, my hammer-wielding friend. Well, you know what would be real cool here is I've got this owlbear talisman here. At some point, we'd, I'd, I'd love to transfer this over to this new weapon. Well, I could do that for you while you handle your ministrations. Uh, sure. So, yeah, no. while you spend 10 minutes praying to Iomadai and refocusing after your victorious battle, Dalren will spend that time uh, transferring the magic of the talisman to your new fancy hammer, which is almost literally just a block of iron with an iron pole coming out of the bottom. <laughs> That's the kind of And efficiency. a squared pummel at the bottom with a ring in the middle of the grip. The grip had once wound around, but you're literally just holding a rounded, dissolved tang. So, uh, while she's doing that, I'll refocus as well. Okay. So what is this hammer? Do I just... Add? It is a plus one more hammer. So it's not striking. It's just plus one to attack rolls. It's just... And damage or just attack? Just attack rolls. Okay. Uh, damage is striking in second edition, which gives you more dice instead of just a flat plus one. Mm. But it will give you a plus one. I don't think the Warhammer has like, does it have shove? Yeah. Then you would also naturally do. That's what I mean. Like you would also get plus one to shove attempts oh. with the hammer. Like anything you're doing with the weapon, you get a plus one. That's the enhancement bonus. It's a bonus. craft check to transfer the talisman. I'm pretty sure you can just do it. It's not a rune, it's a talisman. Yeah, it's the, it's, 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 okay. it's okay. different. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Doing a rune would be a craft check. It still takes would, me 10 minutes for take something to okay. a while. But, but yeah, well, it's because you have to attune the magic to it too. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'll just spend my 10 minutes helping us look so you for guys arrows. pick up arrows, and after 20 minutes or so, 
Um, Severin's really not helping because he keeps trying to pick up the arrows too and he's kind of running around the room with them because he sees that they're shiny and you want them. So you have a raven having a great time helping. Helping collect arrows around the room as you do things. And after this 20 minutes here in this room, Tyrannus is standing on the other side of the chamber from where the pool of gel would be cloating the floor, just kind of leaning against the wall here. Uh, The cloth that he had would still have been intact. He's collected a couple of things that were in his pouch. That's <laughs> just kind of holding them in one hand. Well, I hate to ask this, but I find myself lacking a place to store such things. Oh, I have a spare. Do the Boggarts have any bags or statues? They don't really. They just kind of have weapon sheaves. They didn't have any like pouches to bring to I, with I have them. a spare. I have a spare belt pouch in my adventurer's pack. <laughs> I... Would wonder what situations you would think you would need a spare belt pouch, but I suppose, and he gestures vaguely to the room as a whole, that we have found it, so I am not one to question your foresight. It's a fine question, actually. It just sort of came in a bundle when I was getting it at the general store, and there were two belt pouches in it. I must have been it. I dare say many of our signifiers could stand to learn from your divinations, but thank you, Dora. He takes and affixes it to his belt and puts his things back in there. And puts the cloth away. The same cloth. Is the it cleaner same. now at least? Because it dissolves his own blood out point, of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's now a cleaner cloth. Uh, at the end of the day, I suppose I should thank this creature. It didn't cause me that much harm. At this point, his face is largely just bandages. He's almost half mummified now. The invisible man. But, bandages uh, fix and, everything. And he has a few wrapped around his wrists under his, where his gauntlet meets his, uh, his wrist guards. But... It's done wonders for his did a fantastic job of cleaning my armor. It is good to know that services are still available in the armories, even in most, the most forsaken of Hell Knight Citadels. Well, it didn't do much for most of the stuff in here. Did Looking you just make at a all the joke? Rusted equipment. I've made several. Wow. They were good, too. Yeah. I, I, I was spectacular. Uh, he has a hellish sense of humor. It's hard to understand I sometimes. I do not make those jokes because they are terrible. But... If that is your bar, I can understand you. Mm. Uh, I suppose we should get out of this room. I've... There doesn't seem to be anything else here, and certainly no sign of your signet ring. Nothing that I see here. It would take some time to suss through all of this rubble, but I can't imagine it would have wound up in an armory. We still have and... another portion of the vaults to check. Yeah, and he reaches out, you're the closest person to him, and claps a hand on your shoulder. That's my head. Puns are... Lower. <laughs> Puns are a... Sign of a simpleton, my friend. You would do well to refine your craft. Oh, but they uh, they bring me joy. That's what matters in a joke, is making someone smile, right? It's the small things in life. Exactly. And he just kind of raises an eyebrow. But only your own. And though and a his. priest may not know of them, there are plenty of other ways to put the smile on your own face. You know, it's rude to point out his shortcomings. I hate all of you. <laughs> So, about that other room, yes. Maybe to the <gasps> to the north, perhaps. Uh, it seemed well-traveled, but uh, at least we can check to make sure they're clear of cultists. These armories are usually deflated. I imagine the other wing of this will be duplicated. Perhaps there's more there of value, but I would not be surprised if it was similarly looted. Hopefully there are no... Uh, well, another cu- another yeah, hopefully no cubes. cube, yeah, on the other side. <clears throat> I don't know much of these creatures, but do they live in colonies? Would they have stayed together? Do they mate? Do I know any of that? Uh, How do these things reproduce? They appear to just be acidic pudding. 
I passed the knowledge check. You did, and you ha- you passed the knowledge check. You yeah, have so no I- idea how a gelatinous ooze reproduces. Um, you the origins of ooze biology would be beyond a simple success. I have to say, it's not something I've given much thought to. When a mommy ooze and a daddy ooze love each other very much, maybe uh, not particularly known. I don't believe. So I'm that sure, book always someone ch- knows. So Dalren's going to scoop down and just kind of scoop up some rubble and some pebbles and just kind of take them and put him in his bell pouch. Might come in handy. Just kind of look, what? At this point, I do not question your foresight, Dalren. You seem to see more than the rest of us. He's very wise. Very well. We could take the shortcut through the top door there. It should lead back out to the main antechamber. Mm-hmm. Ooh, could you have imagined if we had used that door to come into this room? Perhaps it could have made our lives significantly easier. Or possibly walked directly into it. I do not believe it was quite against the door, but it was very close. All right, next. What's behind door number two? He kind of lightly rubs the bandages on his forehead here. I do not know how much more of this we can take. I do not want to leave these cultists down here knowing of their exit, if there are even any more of them, but... We carry on. We do what we must. If we can confirm the cultists are gone, then perhaps we will be able to uh, take our leave of this place and rest and recover. I have never looked so forward to a rest in my life. It will be Something well I never believed during training would have been true later in my life, I assure you. Uh, since we know the rough layout, perhaps we can simply just open the door which leads to the mirrored armory and see what's there. So you want this one right here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little wiggly door in front of you. Yeah, a little wiggly door in front of us. And as we open up this door here, it does indeed seem to lead into another armory. Oh my goodness. Uh, this side of it seems to be more of the production. The other side had a bunch of weapon and armor racks to hold everything, anvils and tools to maintain their gear. There are massive forges, foundries, set under the southern wall here, where they smelted the ore and do seem to have forged everything themselves. And Thrash just kind of gestures towards them. We do make largely everything ourselves. The, and then he is interrupted by a creature leaping out from behind a table. A small, almost snake lizard-like being here. This does not look anything like the monkeys or the boggards that you had encountered before. Uh, as a matter of fact, this is something completely and totally different. He totters forth with his hands raised up over his head, fingers extended forward like their claws. One eye looking at you and one eye kind of cross-eyedly just looking off into the distance. He's got a very simple brown cloak drawn around himself, but he jumps out with his hands up. We are mighty dragons, give us your meats. And uh, behind him, another near identical creature but this one, red, scaled, and clutching a staff, jumps up from behind the table as well with a much simpler exclamation. Before he starts encanting a spell. Oh, All right, so. Cute. So I'm going to need you guys to roll me some initiative. But I don't want to hurt the cute little they society dragon as well? lizard things. Uh, they would be society, yes. Okay. I'm not surprised they're here, but yeah. Do you see? Do you see mine? 
Why do I keep on rolling the <laughs> exact same initiative? One. I have no idea. Spread everyone out here. Uh, feel free to place yourselves wherever it was that you would want to be in the room. And... Put, put me. Put me back. You know where I like to be. We'll go ahead and just use these two little tiny tokens. Or two little dinguses. They're about the size of the monkey. They're not particularly large. That, that good for everybody? Yep. Where's my doorway? S was right back behind the doorway. I am scouting, so remember plus one. Yep. Plus one. S is like, everyone. there's probably something in there. Hey guys, look out. <laughs> Lizard folk are jumping out at us. Again. Hey, it's a thing. All right. So, all right. What if I start with Tyrannus? If I start with Tyrannus, do you think he'll roll better? Nope. No. Natural 20, ye of little faith. Boy, Tyrannus is in there. He in there. Dalren. Uh, Dalren actually got uh, an 18 on the die, which goes to a, give me a minute, math hard, 25. 25. I'm going to put you here because I've learned my lesson that someone's probably going to beat you. 25, apparently not that high. Rurik. I got a 15. Here you go, little buddy. Espis. I got a 16. Ooh, got him. Just got a one up him. Just got to show him up for it. Buddy. Nine. <laughs> the utter pride with what you said that. Your conviction. <sighs> I'm here. Resume. Uh, I got a nat 20, so that's going to be a 27. Do you want to go first or Tyrannus? Tyrannus can go first. Okay. Uh-huh. It's he... his moment. Age before beauty. It's his moment. How has he been going dead last so Because I keep rolling ones and twos. Or like sevens, and you guys all roll like 15s, because he usually gets a 14 or 15, and that's last. Stupid cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what did you have, Espus? 18? No, I had 16. 16. 16. Uh, Rur, you had 15? 15. All right, so the green one is right in here. And the red one. Ooh. What did you have, Dalran? Uh, Dalran had a 25. 25. So they're going to go ahead and cushion Asphys in here. All right. So Tyrannus is up first. And seeing them casting, uh, starting to encant spells and pull something together after dealing with the doll, Tyrannus is no longer interested in playing stupid games and winning stupid prizes. Mm. So he is going to power attack. Can you just, like, roll above a single digit on attack today, Tyrannus? That's all. I'm not asking a lot of you, dude. Okay. It's, it's, it's happening. GM dice jail. Okay. Ah, GM dice jail. GM dice jail. <laughs> wow. Which means your boy is coming out. So. Uh-oh. Tyrannus about to shine, but so is everything you so have to fight. everything so else. The murder D20 has made an appearance. I am sick of this one. It has failed me too many times. Today. Layer 2 has entered the game. Resme, Dalren, you're on deck. Um, uh, Resme will come in the room so she can actually see them. All right. Where do you want to go? Uh, back. There we go. I'm just kind of behind Tyrannus. Yeah. Back to the back of the group here. And is there casting? Um, she will uh, cast forth um, an electric arc on both of them. Like two reflex saves to make DC 18, I think. Okay. I'm gonna have to go look. I'm pretty sure green fails, and I'm positive red passes. But I gotta go look because those are weird numbers. 
Who's the beast, Jerry? Toss an extra d20 while you're, while you're looking. For your knowledge? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, being alphabetical. I appreciate you. It lets me do things much more easily. Um, one is going to succeed, one is going to fail. Um, that's going to be seven damage. So the green one is going to take seven as his electricity hits him, and the red one is going to take three as this kind of arcs between the two of them. They both, uh, the red one came out with a little stick, and the green one reached back for a little knife. And as you hit him with this jolt, they both yelp. The red one drops his stick, and they immediately retreat back behind the table and hide. Crying and whimpering in pain. That's a wise decision. I take it you feel more peaceful now? They don't respond immediately. They're just cowering, but you can hear whimpering sounds coming out from behind the table, where they are both now just kind of cuddled up behind the desk, hiding. Uh, The red one peeping over the top. Can you understand us? Just looking. Why did... Why... More heart. Well, I'm sorry, but you wanted to turn us into meat and eat us. And uh, the green, a green claw comes out behind it. No! We, we want your meats. Oh, you just want something to eat? At that, both heads just... Up a little further from behind the table. Oh. Well... Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Why didn't you just say that? I've got a spare ration here. I can go Me ahead and too. something. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, this place is full of death and danger, so. How long have you guys been trapped down here? Uh, so, you kind of taken the lead here. Make me a diplomacy check. Finally. This is my first <laughs> diplomacy. This is my moment. <laughs> Session five, one diplomacy check. Um, that's gonna be a twenty. It's pretty good. So as you as Dolren starts kind of pulling out some rations, I imagine Esphus comes into the room here as yes. well. The two kobolds slowly like sidle out around the table, one after the other. Each of them, even as they go around the corner, still keeping their little clawed hands up on the table and inching their way down it. This is the side of the table that is facing into the room. It's not cover at all. They're wholly <laughs> exposed to you, but they're inching down. Very cautiously, it's kind of looking towards you and your bag, which is like eight feet away from them. And the red one looks down at it. Give it your meat. Um, I'll give them some jerky. The one in the front, the green one is the closest to you, would reach out and take it and just shove his entire fist almost in his mouth with his enthusiasm to start eating this. And as you go to hand a piece towards the red one, the green one jumps in front of it, grabs it, and puts it in his mouth too. Dude. Just gobbling. And at this, as he takes his second one, the red one, angry, just dives on him and they just start going at it like I, a pile I of puppies. I have more, stop it. Of jerky. Uh, when they were reaching out very slowly, could I see if any of them were wearing cultist badges? Uh, not that you can see, no. They are both just wearing, well, they have little metal bracers and a very simple brown robe uh, drawn around each of them and don't, don't appear to have anything beyond that. No metal, bags, no robes, nothing. Metal bracers or shackles? Well, 
it looks like Bracers is not exactly correct. The red one has one. Okay. That it looks like he probably found somewhere that he just has on his wrist that he likes. Uh, and the green one has a, like a, it was either a ring or an earring, a small piece of basic metal jewelry just set on top of one of his curved little horns he has coming out of the back of his head. And they're still just going nuts over these pieces I'll, of jerky here. I'll, I'll keep feeding them. Just keep throwing jerky down. Just gonna <laughs> so go then bananas. why do these ones speak common? Because they're not the same as the other ones. Oh. Mm. And uh, uh, at that, the green one pipes up with a hand again. We are mighty dragons! I can see that. You're very intimidating. Uh, can I have the recall knowledge check? Uh, yeah, I'll just go ahead and let you throw this. So since these are okay. dragons, do you know a whole lot about these ones? Hmm. Uh, that's a 12. Uh, with a 12? Do I know what their race is called? Uh, you would... Uh, they're common enough, I would say. You could probably recognize a kobold, but you don't really know anything about them. Does dragon since... lore get me anything? They are... Well, yeah, go give me a dragon lore. Give me a dragon lore. Oh, I'm no. the worst dragon scholar ever. A natural one. All right, so I don't know a ton about them, but these are kobolds, and they're definitely not cultists from the looks of them. At Nonsense. This point. They said they were mighty dragons. They very well may be in disguise. Uh, please, uh, noble sirs, and he'll actually switch to draconic. Um, uh, please, uh, welcome to these hallowed halls. Uh, we don't mean to disturb you, kind sirs. Uh, let us please uh, offer you food. And he he's he's giving food to these things, which he is half not entirely convinced are not dragons in disguise. I and, uh, think this is what happened to the cultists too. The They both kind of looking at you as you're talking, almost sort of in awe. They just look at each other. They look back at Dalren. Did I get my pronunciation wrong? And the green ones. Why aren't you killing us? Because in, he wants to recruit you. Coming. He needs uh, he needs page boys, people to help mm-hmm. him. The red one sort of pokes the green one. Looks like that's an option. Like the little, <laughs> just sort of touching him. Zerk. Zerk, they're not frogs. Zerk kind of turns to the red one. They're not frogs, but they look like long monkeys. The monkeys were mean too. I'm well, we're peek not out mean. from behind people. Long, <laughs> long monkeys. And uh, Zerk, Zerk would uh, just jump up, startled, exclaim, "That was the monkey!" and scr- runs back behind the table. <laughs> and the red one's just kind of looking. He's the size of the monkey, but he doesn't look like a monkey. I think I may be mistaken as to what I thought these things were. He does eat bananas. These are definitely kobolds. And, uh, so the red one just kind of looks up at you. So, you, you speak the weird word, but you're not with the monkey frogs. Oh, they speak draconic as well as Mwangi. We may have a way to communicate with our prisoners. And the, uh, assuming they're still there. Zerk pops set up from behind. Those are words. I think that any language that's not common is going to sound the same to them. I have an idea. In Orcish to the kobolds. That's a good point. <laughs> I'm going to say, how is the meat? And uh, they're just kind of kind of like a you. Did. 
Uh, Zerk, still behind the table. I... We don't speak monkey frog. So uh, they very clearly understood you. I'll try goblin. Equally, <laughs> We're going to scare them. Equally confused <laughs> by goblin. You keep doing what seems to be talking, but it's not words that they know, and they have no idea what you're saying. Would you? Would they you like... don't really appear to be able to tell the difference between languages that they don't know. That's fair. They just call it all monkey frog. So, um, Darn will come up. So, we'll give you more food, but you have to answer our questions. Deal? And the, the red one who's closest here. Nods okay. fervently, very attentive. Those monkey frogs, how many were there? Can I ask Zerk? Yes. Zerk! Zerk is still like five feet away behind the table, peeping. He's right there. How many monkey frogs were there? There were a bunch of monkey frogs. <laughs> turns back down. There were a bunch of monkeys. It literally nod. just repeats exactly. He's the gonna same nod thing. and hand a piece of food over. Thank but you. But he takes it at that Zerk comes on all fours, just scampering out from behind the table up next to it. What do I have to answer? I want me. All right. Um, were they looking for anything? The monkey frogs. No, what were the monkey frogs looking for? Oh. You have to tell me. Uh, and you have to be right. Sniggles. And Sniggles at this point is just eating all this meat here. Sniggles. What were the monkey frogs looking for? And Sniggles kind of looks up at him at this point, having already basically inhaled this. Just looks around totally vacantly. Like, he looks like he's thinking really hard. And he has to physically, like, roll his eyes back and forth and move his head to do this. Meat. And Sniggle said, I'm, I'm sticking with meat. Is this the trick question? <laughs> I feel like they don't know I think hardly anything. I don't think they know anything either. Would you like to leave? How did you get caught down here? Yeah, where are you guys from? You don't we are from like... here. We are mighty dragons. Uh-huh. This is our lair. They wrote it on the wall. They've we been are. to our lair! Uh, and Zerk, Zerk just says, oh, they know who we are. They know we're mighty dragons. And Sniggles just nods, we are mighty dragons. That was our lair. It was our lair. The monkey frogs taste us out of our lair. So you were down here before the monkey frogs. Yes. With the, the small green things. The bumble brothers. Yes. Yes. So you know them. Answer the question, I get me. His questions. My questions are different. I'll give you I have granola. <laughs> so he takes a piece of meat. I have granola. I'll, I'll hand them a granola bar. Sniggles continues eating what Resme gave him, and then Zerk very attentively is standing there still waiting. So, you know the, bum- the Bumble Brashers, and yes. you've been down here. That was two questions. That's not the question. That's me asking myself. Those were questions. No. This is the question. And he just kind of looks down at Sniggles, and Sniggles has already swallowed whatever is making at this point. That sounded like question. How long have you been down here? Sort of look at each other again. Zerk and Sniggles putting their cooperative five brain cells together to try and come up with a correct <laughs> answer. 
Hold on. And uh, Zerg Tingley there kind of turns around and turns Snickles around with them and they put their snouts almost literally side by side and just start babbling very quickly in common. It's almost impossible to pick up. One gold they say a while. And Zerk. I'll take that no bat. Zerk turns back around. We have a question. Do we Are get you going to give you me answer? meat? Are their numbers bigger than 100? Yes. Okay, yes. they've been down here a while. Here's a granola bar. <laughs> Mighty dragon eat meat. I don't have meat. Okay, they have more. So you give them some more and they take it and just kind of split it among themselves. They seem to be slowing down and kind of calming down at this point. I, I guess Dalren is going to let Resme handle them and Rur, and uh, I'm just going to start just going through the room to see if I can find anything. Tyrannus is just standing there. Like, he pulled his halberd back when he missed the swing for the retreater, and it's just, he hasn't, he hasn't moved since this is <laughs> He's started. just He's disbelieving. Just, He's just disappointed. Like <laughs> I'll walk up, I'll walk up next to him, pat him on the shoulder. You see, this is why we don't swing first. You see what I'm saying here? There's good in everyone. These are very clearly friends of the Bumble Brashers. We can't hurt them. We just need to take them outside when we're done. They'll sort themselves out. Well, clearly I see that now. Yeah. But. I appreciate you not cleaving them into. Tyrannus, if you had been a bit slower, You're not by yourself. I don't understand anything anymore. Very well. There has... I will search this room for any th anything of interest while you negotiate with our new allies. <laughs> and I turns... Will I will assist you in that endeavor. Turns around away from... Let the two people who are good at talking From to people deal with the kobolds. Do anything else. So, meanwhile, these two kobolds have calmed down a lot. And, uh, they stop flinching at everything. I mean, they kind of stopped doing it after you fed them and they kind of bought into the whole we answer questions, we get food thing, which seems to be an arrangement they're 10,000% on board with. But they're confused at this point. And they ask you, uh, Sniggles asks you, so, if you are not monkey frogs, and you are not goblins, what are you doing? We're friends of the Bumblebrashers. We came down here to figure out why they were pushed out from their home. And as a matter of fact, the Bramble Bash chieftain, the, the it's called Halba. the Halba, right? The Halba, yeah. Sent us down here. And, uh, Zerk pipes up. Oh! They are... They are a child's friend. We are child's friends. Exactly. That's right. Are we friends? Yeah, of course. That's why we didn't try to kill you. I don't know. Snuggles again pops up. He, he did try to kill you. He tried to hit me with his big weapon. That was before you talked. We've encountered no, we a thought, lot. Of... We started with talking. We we talked first. We we, we, we said we no. If that dead. if that man over there wanted to kill you, he would be dead. He was just doing a warning shot. He's then... <laughs> he didn't hit you, Zerk. And then she electrocuted us. That was just you know just to make sure you're 
It's you're... okay. I was gonna cast spells too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Besides, we've shared food together. That's what friends do. Okay. I thought friends just lived in the same place and didn't kill each other. That, that is also something. <laughs> that is do. something friends do. That is called a neighbor. Uh, friends. Friends. Yep. Do you still have your head on at this point? Yes. Would you just kind of look up whatever's on your head and look back at you? Are you the king? I sure. Well. And that's and, uh, the queen. Sniggles. Slaps Zerg very excited. <laughs> that he yeah, had the king head. He's the king. Well, I'm not sure if king is the correct term here, but I do have a hat. He is not a king. <laughs> now, 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 shush. Don't be jealous over there, Tyranus. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the king hat. The king hat, or the circle hat. Fit. And they're that color mostly. Where have you seen those? I take it off. Nah, and it has a hole in the top. Put it back on. It's a circle. That's the king hat. He had the king hat too. Yeah. Are you all the kings? He, he's got a tiara. He points at Zoran. Where have you seen these hats? At a Zerk. Pictures. <laughs> that was a question. <laughs> <laughs> Can you show us? Uh. Yes. Okay. It is a long journey. We'll follow you. So uh, he looks at Snuggles, and Snuggles looks at him. There's a long journey down here. Is it across that room, pointing back at the, the large room between the... No. It is not the path. But if the monkey frog, they're still here. Can you fight them? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you sure have seen that Tyrannus man, didn't you? He's, he's a spook fellow. Okay. It will, it will take you. In the time it took them to, to, to talk and work that out, did we find anything in the room? Maybe a perception check there, search boy. Um, that's a 15. This room is much less ransacked because it was mostly raw materials and things for crafting. So uh, most of the tables and the various racks are still against the walls where they go. And what was there still has largely been pinched, but it hasn't been thrown asunder like the standing armory for loot. Uh, and you do actually find three jars of Lesser Alchemist's fire. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. Probably but... some raw hunks of iron. <laughs> no value, just hunks of Zirk iron. Zerk and Snuggles kind of approach the party, and this has gotten Tyrannus' attention because somewhere appears to be going. This appears to be going somewhere. They look over the group of you, and uh, yes, we're Snuggles. about to follow them. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Are all of you prepared for our journey? Yes. And then Zerk puts his hands up, wiggles his clawed fingers a bit. It is far. To the furthest reaches of our lair. Okay. Okay. Um, She'll take her earrings off and she'll give one to each of them. This is to show you're with us. And they each take one. They look at each other and they trade. And they look at the earrings in their hand. And then Sniggle steals Zerks and hands him the other one again. And then they trade back one more time. And then both of them put one on top of their little horns in their head. Um, before before we journey We take off, this tribute. You have paid 
your proper respects to the dragons. Mm. You may walk safely in her lairs. Definitely you. mistaken when I thought I knew what they were. And uh, Zerk, again, as a Sniggle says that, puts his hands up a closer. You are friend of dragons. Mm. Thank you. Yes, I suppose. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, the ri- uh, the ring that's uh, currently around uh, Zerk's horn. Uh, whichever one I said, yes. I'm gonna say Zerk. Believe. <laughs> uh, so Zerk, the one that's around Zerk's horn. Um, does it look like a signet ring? It does not look like a signet ring, and surely Tyrannus would. If it looked like anything <laughs> he was after, he would have been like, uh, "All right, give me that." But uh, it looks. Enough. It looks like it was either a piece of armor, like a link connecting a strap, okay. or it's literally just an iron ring. It's not even like a jewelry ring. It is like a ring shape of worked metal Fair. just perched on his horn. Now much further up is this little earring just, just kind of right on top of it. So <laughs> Sniggles and Zerk walk up to this northern door here. Step forward and pull it and pull it. And Sniggles pulls harder and stops, and they both debate amongst themselves quietly next to the door before Sniggles backs out of the way and Zerk steps up to the handle and pulls on the door with all of his little <laughs> golden might and it doesn't open. Does the door swing the other way? Let's kind of look at you. Look at the door. And he pushes the door and it opens. <laughs> I really, really like them. And the two of them quickly scamper through the doorway, and then one of them, Zerk, calls out, wait, wait, wait a moment, and Sniggles, Sniggles scratches his head, oh, right, it's with far from Odler, it's right here from here, and he points <laughs> Right up. here from here. You're in another one of these antechambers with more portraits, uh, just like what was on the other side, but this one appears to be a lot more damaged. Um, none of these look like they could be of any kind of value. You can't even make out what most of them are. But one that is on the ground, that has completely fallen down from its frame, laying sideways, has about a third of it together with a depiction of some kind of a king or a prince or something who is gesturing to what, whatever the rest of the portrait once depicted in front of him. And Sniggles and Cirque both run up and both point at it together. Where Sniggles turns back around to this. The bumble rather with Helda. Tiel, no. With the other goblin. And Zerk says, no, I'm pretty sure with Tiel. And Zerk, no, it was the other goblin. It was, no, I'm pretty sure with Tiel. No, it was. No, you're right, it wasn't Tiel. It was the warble. The warble that goes to the town? Right, it was the warble that goes to the town. The one that talks to. You're the long shanks. And uh, Zerk stands up straight. Oh, they're the long shanks. Actually, a really cool name for our group. The long shit. Let's not. They just the two. I'm pretty sure that mighty that's dragons the way. look at each other and just nod very rapidly back and forth. They must be the kings. They have the crown. They're the kings of the long shanks. I didn't know the long shanks had a bunch of kings. They have two kings. What if they get two kings? We don't have any kings. And uh, Sniggles writes himself up. Still very hunched, but attempts to take a much more regal posture. Yes, one of the two kings of the long things. Whichever, really. Mm. I don't know that it matters. Would you like to be the king of the mighty dragons? We do not have a king. This man right here is very knowledgeable in dragons. He actually knows 
all about dragons, he would really be up for the task here. You are so perfect, master. Zerk puts up a finger, wait, and totters over to Dalren and looks very, very up at you because he's only about two and a half feet tall. They're very small little creatures. I'll cast light behind his head. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of puts a hand up in front of his face. <laughs> if you know about the dragons, you must pass the test of the dragons. Okay. It's just bemusing me. I'm just not oh, sure. Where is the dragon's lair? Where they keep their mighty horde? High on the mountain in the cave. No. At the base of the plume of smoke. It's around that corner. Oh, you your failed. mighty dragon. He does not know dragons. We want that one. And he points at Buford. <laughs> and Sniggle says, yes. By had. default, that one shall be our king. I've been had. Well, you know, all Darn good... looks dejected. <laughs> and I move the light. All good kings need a council, you know, and and being another king, he'd have, I'd have, we'd have twice the power of kings. No, no, Buford. No, Buford. I've failed in this. Just be, You're just trying to make me feel better. You just need to be the queen. You have the tiara, just be the queen of the dragons. And both the kobolds just kind of look up at you. Sort of confused. Sort of curious. Now in much more spirits, their energy returning, but now from frantic, uh, not less frantic flight or flight and more, they have been fed and things are happening and they're excited. Can you tell us what um, lies to the, uh, down the uh, left passage from here, across from where your lair was, your old lair? And, uh, well, Sniggles replies to you. Zerk turns towards the door, puts both his hands in front of him and slowly raises them up kind of in front of him. He doesn't really have thumbs, he just kind of has four claws. So he puts one claw out kind of to the side. Like, he's like trying to pose for a picture, basically. He's trying to look at his hands, and raises one, and then shakes his head, and then raises it back and thinks. Well, Sniggles replies, The left is the Deadlands. Hmm. The Deadlands is beyond our domain. Can you take us? Maybe. We'll protect you, and you can protect us. And maybe that land can become yours. Well, there's nothing of value to mighty dragons in the land. Just there's a lot of dead. Are they bodies, or are they walking? No, they're in boxes. Okay, they that's have, uh, where we need to go. And uh, so uh, this point, Zerg turns back on. Left! Yes, that is the dead land. The dead land is full of dead. Nichols is right. I'm going to go grab Sniggles' staff that he dropped and left in the other room. He definitely just, just left it just, there. And just grab it and just slowly actually just bring it back to him and just hand it over. <laughs> and it's like a little, it's it's only like this long. It's like one of the broken chair legs from the main it's pretty, room. It's pretty much, yeah. His, <laughs> his staff, it's like, it's like, it looks like a gnarled root that's particularly thick. Hmm. And it's it's not even been cleaned off. It still has like in the various recesses bits of dirt and whatever from where he got it. But the top of it has been worn somewhat smooth by his scaly hands uh, holding onto it for so long. As you bring it back to him, uh, Zerk, it was Zerk to drop the staff, looks up. I found my staff. Snickle, they found my staff. Snickle, yeah, he did in fact find your staff. It's staff that we lost. I did lose it. I thought that almost five minutes ago I was through. It was gone. <laughs> if, if you'll take us into the Deadlands, we'll give you a lot more food. But... And uh, at this point, Zerk 
reaches out with both hands, bowing his head to receive the staff. And uh, Sniggles <laughs> replies the resume. But there's nothing in the Deadlands. There's, there's nothing in there that we would, we would need. But I have there's... more food to give to you if you'll take us there as All right. payment. So we'll go to the Deadlands. But there's nothing in the Deadlands. It's, it's just boxes and racks. There well, are the, secrets there. The big guy with the stick that tried to hit you, he wants to go there and look around for a ring. So we need to go everywhere down here and try and find it. And they both kind of turn to look at Tyrannus, and Tyrannus is just standing in the doorway here. Disappointed at life. Puts up his hands, he goes a brief jazz hands. Expression unchanging. That is me. Searching through the deadlands of the mighty dragons for an ancient ring of legends. That's the spirit. Now we're talking. And uh, Sniggles and Zerk look at each other again. Zerk, yeah. Zerk takes the staff. <laughs> but I was just holding the staff for the entire time. And uh, I don't think there are any the ring of legends in the Deadlands. There's not anything in the Deadlands. There's boxes and there's dead people in them. We tried to look once. The Bumblebrath is said to help us open them because they're very heavy. Well, we're going to go anyway. Wait, you opened one? And uh, Snuggles turns not yet. We, we wanted to know what was in there. And the Bumblebrass just wanted to know what was in there. So we had to check. You know, there's there's so many boxes. There's like... Are there numbers bigger than 100? That many boxes. Tyrannus, if they opened one, wouldn't that... And Tyrannus size Trigger the necromantic wards. How long ago? They don't know. answer that question. Well, things are starting to come together, at least. Mm. If one of the crypts were disturbed, well, did you? What did you do after you opened this box in the Deadlands, mighty dragons? What did you do with the dead? And uh, Sniggles just shakes his head and kind of shrugs. Nothing. What we're supposed to do with the dead? That's growth meat. So, want that. so you just opened it, looked in the box, and didn't touch it? Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. And uh, <laughs> Tyrannus shakes his head a bit confused. That, that, that should not trigger anything. If they did not attempt to move the entered or steal anything from the crypts, they would not have activated. Hmm. At least to my knowledge. The this, this Citadel is ancient, but still... It's only, what, a few, maybe a century, perhaps two? If that, it's not that old. The magics could not have changed that much in that time. It's Without possible. actually disturbing the dead, that should not have caused any troubles. It's you replace the, the cultists might have. Seeing an open crypt, they might have come poking around. Perhaps. Well, there's only one way to find out. We'll have to investigate. Let's be sure. Yep. Off to the Deadlands we go. Come, mighty dragons. Guide us to the Deadlands. And uh, we just kind of look at each other again, and Snuggles says, All right, we will guide, we will guide you to the Deadlands. But I, I do feel obligated to tell you there is nothing in the Deadlands, and there is certainly not any legendary rings. It's just full of dead and dead boxes and lots and lots and lots of those boxes. They're like regular boxes that you would put meats in but they're just full of dead people, which is kind of meat, but it's way too dead, and it's mostly just bones. Okay. That's fine. That's Humorous. Fine. Yeah. And uh, Zerk, still just kind of holding the staff in front of him, because there's wavy hands things. We! And he raises the staff and hits himself in the chin. 
just rubs the face of the snout, holding a stick over his head. The sticker cart! Sniggle! They cart the dick! And the Stickles looks at it and seeing him whack himself with this and looks up to Esmus. Did you curse the dick? No. He doesn't. He can't curse things. Now, Esmus, he's a real good man right here. You'd, you'd be surprised. He may have just made it a little bit more so it's better at fighting. So if you have come across anything else... It did hit him pretty good. It's better at fighting. And Zerk's mm-hmm. the other guy's like, it did hit me pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh... So he's really just helping you out by giving you your stick back. Okay. He will guide you to the dead life. All right. And uh, Zerk very cautiously looks at his stick and goes to raise his hands and stops and looks at his stick. Goes to raise his hand and stops and looks at his stick. And then just does the wiggly claw thing at about shoulder level. <laughs> now terrified of raising the stick past his own snout for fear that he might whack himself like the dumb idiot he is. <laughs> And these two kobolds join along with you. They take you back out into this hallway. Completely off screen. Uh, it's your, the original area where you'd entered in the first place down here. And stop just before the centermost of the three passages on the opposite side here. And gesture towards the tunnel. The Sniggle says, the journey is complete. We have traveled to the Deadlands. You've left one room and gone to the next room. These are the Deadlands before us. Man, you guys are great guys. I appreciate all you do for us. Uh, I guess let's go take a look in there. And so Zerk pipes up, these, these are not in our domain. Mighty dragons do not travel beyond the bounds of their territory. Mighty yeah. dragons travel where they want. Before we, but I don't want to go to the Deadlands. Oh, Before <laughs> we go to the Deadlands, should we perhaps go see if the couple of cultists we tied up speak Draconic? And Tyrannus is still covered in bandages here, hiding his now canon glorious mustache. Um, Wait, would he still have the mustache? Yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, here's. No, I might have burned the mustache off. It's impervious. No, it's it impervious. could it could be like it could be shortened. The mustache so glorious surely would not be defeated by a single. No, it has, has so it has plot immunity. It's yes. definitely going to take more than like 15 acid damage to burn the mustache off of his well, face. He waxes his mustache, so it actually has an acid-proof coating on there it. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, the wax is not something a gelatinous cube would actually dissolve. He raises a hand. I I do not want to be the one the one protesting here, but. These, if the wards are trapped, there may be much here. I, again, not a signifier. I don't know the specifics. I don't know what will happen. Are we still in state to handle this? No, I think we should go make camp outside. Well, what we need to do is we need to make sure that there's no more cultists. If we can just go down these hallways, there should be doors at the end of them. We can listen to see if we hear any cultists behind them. If they went any further, the wards probably tripped and they may have befallen the same fate that the puppet room did. I don't know the layout of these areas, but I can... That doll in the ballroom, that was nothing compared to a trained tactical platoon fighting in unison with the weapons they are interred with to defend the crypts. That doll killed two of the buckets. The wards are active. 
I would stake my life. There's no cultist to alive in there. Then let us assume the worst, that that is the case, and I suggest we find a safe spot and fully recuperate. Indeed. I, it's a good idea. I mm. need a decent meal and a good night's sleep, we or can I'm just going to topple over. We can stay here, perhaps. If the cultists are still around, we can deal with them if they reveal themselves. If well, they are if not, we, it is safe. If we go outside, if we go through that trapdoor here and go outside, then I mean, someone keeps watch. I, it would They'd be, have to be come out single file anyways. We could also take the cultists and our new mighty dragon friends here back up to camp out with the goblin so that we don't have to worry about it and just close the door behind and, uh, us. Zerk peeps up. Up top is Bumblebrath's territory. We do not intrude on Yeah, the they may want to stay territory. down here, actually. They seem awfully comfortable. Oh, we could leave them. That's fine. Um, that's what they want to do. Snuggles. So, question for the twin kings of the mighty dragons. Can we go back to our lair? By all means, man. Is our horde safe? Yes. Did mm. they steal the horde? They yeah. may have stolen the horde. They have stolen the horde. And, uh, Zerk puts his hands up very dramatically over his eyes, which are on opposite sides of his head, so it actually looks kind of hilarious. Yes. And just... Uh, <laughs> was your horde a bunch of spoons? Small shinies. And many thanies. Zerk. His hands still distraught over his I'm, eyes. I'm gonna, they many They might him, still be there. I'm gonna go, give you should go five check. five silver pieces each. And, uh, Here's some new shinies. To replenish the horde. Snuggles is gonna look. He's going to take these pieces and he's going to look at them completely in awe. He's going to reach over and physically pull one of Zerk's hands off of his eyes and put the other five silver in Zerk's hand. Look at how generous this little man is. The prophecy has come true. Zerk looks up. The prophecy has come true. And Snuggles looks down. The prophecy has come true. What? What prophecy? The ancient prophecy. The Chinese. Of the mighty dragons. <laughs> that one day we would find more shiny things to put in our horde. I'm glad I was able to fulfill the prophecy. You're more than welcome to go back to your old horde. It's all, all set up for you. Do you think they're the chosen ones? I don't know. They might be the chosen ones. They I fulfilled mean, the prophecy. You see my hat? They are also kings. Do you see the hat? They do are. you see his hat? Two hands. I just kind of look up at you. Are you mighty dragons? Uh, Are long shanks like bigger dragons? There are those who would argue that that's the case. Yes, we are. <laughs> and both of them together almost as one just take off towards this northern tunnel, back towards the area where you rested, just screaming at the top of their lungs. <laughs> it's not words anymore, it's just sound. It seems excited, almost <laughs> kind of like a battle cry, I suppose. Is it like terrified, frantic, belated joy? It's more just like a really high-pitched, continuous, just shriek. So they're just ringing. As they just run off, each of them, their hands clasped around their silver pieces in front of them, sprinting down the hallway. I have to admit, that was a really cheap price to give them their dream. Yeah. I had cheaper, shiny yeah. stuff around. I feel like... Yes, for only was... a full gold piece, you fulfilled that prophecy. 
You also chosen one after all. I've known that for a while. I suppose let's, before we head out of here to camp, let's go talk to those cultists real quick. Sure. We may have to bring them with us, if they're still there. So you guys can certainly make your way back up into that chamber, and as you arrive back there, you would see your cultist friends are, in fact, still kind of bound up in tent and canvas. They don't appear to have managed to get free. You have tied them up pretty good. Nor do they really feel like they're trying particularly hard. <clears throat> Regardless, going back in to meet with them, I believe, is where we will end today's session. Next week, next week we'll figure out if we, well, how exactly we want to rest, what we want to do with that, how we want to prepare ourselves to head into the Deadlands. Mm. Now we are noble heroes and noble monarchs. And noble dragons. And mighty dragons. To face uh, potentially a whole bunch of undead hell knights and necromantic wards that could just be a general purpose bad situation. So first of all, massive apologies to everyone in the chat that the internet lagged out so bad there at the end. I hope that did not completely break the stream for most of you. I am fully aware that it completely crashed down, but it did not wholly and utterly disconnect to the point where it gave up so I'd hope it kept running for most of you. But again, I can't. I don't... The down, one of the biggest downsides of this table is I don't have as easy a way to see exactly what's happening with the setup. So, super apologize for that. That the mighty dragons of Zerk and Shiggles had to have their moment ruined by internet. But thank you all for being here. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you all for your support. Next week... We still have so much to discover here, Mini Citadel Altarian, where the adventure apparently truly begins. The actual quest. And facing a phalanx of reanimated Hell Knight soldiers sounds like it's going to be... Sounds like something you want to have channel positive energy for. Sounds like something you probably want to be level 3 for. Probably. So, mm. the good news is that you will have that. Woo! You've reached level three with your journeys here under the vaults so far. When we resume next week and go to find out how bad the Deadlands are truly going to be, you will at least have new powers at your disposal. Level three being the first, you know, neat threshold here does bring with it a whole lot of new toys, automatically heightening cantrips, second level spells, Thank God. more cool class feats, We'll figure out where exactly we're going with everybody next week. But until then, that's all for us today. Make good choices. Mm, goodbye. Make good choices, she says. Like, you know. Like we never do. I guess. Set everything on make, fire. Yeah, set everything on fire immediately. <laughs> that's clearly our If advice. you have a problem in life, just burn it.